And that's the cheapest, easiest thing to do just to start with. Lean First of all, it's not line. easy. <laughs> I could trade that for a beer every day. This is the big question is. It's interesting. I, I, I learned something tonight, so it's good. <laughs> every once in a while. Sounds I, like one of our bad ideas. I, it sounds very normal I, for us. I, Don't forget that I welded my bike with rebar. You stopped and you slept there with your bike. <laughs> Live from Not Prump. This is uh, Someplace Different. Welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 215. My name is Jimmy Lewis. This is a show where we talk about motorcycle, motorcycle-related products, and I'm lucky enough to be so granted the permission to be allowed to come to the beautiful Dakar Daily Podcast headquarters here in the uh, Cycle News offices. Is this correct so far? Um, Got it. Most yeah, of- I don't know where you are. Let me introduce my uh, co-host tonight, or guests. I actually, I'm the guest tonight, so we'll <laughs> just call you co-hosts. Uh, Jesse Ziegler. Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's you, and uh, Quinn Cody. All right. So these are your two hosts of the uh, Dakar Daily Podcast, which starts going live on Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, we're live already with some pre-shows, and then what, start of the race, first stage, oh, and it's Saturday. It's Saturday, and it's too soon. I'm not ready. Very, very early in the morning. Uh, these two guys are good friends of mine. I've known them for a long time. In fact, I gave Je- Jesse his break in the, he'd, he'd be Montana Motocross. He'd, he'd be doing montanamotocross.com and they'd probably have a <laughs> podcast right now. I'd be happy and totally content with montanamotocross.com now. You after think- everything I've been through with you. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd still be, you'd, you'd be so stoked to go ride a soggy, frozen motocross track right now. And for some reason, Montana is not getting winter right now. So they're still riding, but yeah. Right. Before my time with you, I would have given anything to ride in just January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tonight's show, we're going to do the usual, the regular things, I hope. Uh, hopefully everything's working. Uh, nobody's complained about the sound yet. Usually we spend about 10 minutes figuring out how to make stuff work. But since I'm in a professional podcasting studio. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. Only, the only reason I know that is because you have these foam things on the wall. All you have to do, yeah. if anybody out there listening wants to get a podcast studio, you just go on Amazon and you buy sound baffle things and you push pin them to your wall <clears throat> and you're a podcaster. Right. And you have to have an ego. You, that helps. <laughs> you... I think better yet, really, you should get some um, used pallets from just around the side of the building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Used cool pallets, hipster them, pallet Put them up thing. on the wall like I did, and then and then have Quinn bring in stuff that he's crushed. There we go. On a motorcycle. <laughs> you don't have enough room. <laughs> All the things Quinn's crushed in his have career. a big building, yeah. But the good thing is, is that... Is that uh, on this on this show, we talk about motorcycle, motorcycle-related related products. We answer questions and just one night only because I, I we just the one thing we don't talk about is racing. Well, we do a little bit if, yeah. if it involves like some of our subjects, but we try to keep it a little less less timely. But we, you know, unless it's about me racing, you know, you yeah. know, you know what that's yeah, that's, that's going to be of a course. long show. We start talking. <laughs> we get we don't want Jimmy to start talking about racing. Yeah, number career. one, he raced a lot. Number two, it's been a long time since he raced, so it's going to be like he's going to take a long time to remember what it was like back then. And we, and for sure the the podium Dakar podium thing's going to come oh, up here geez. tonight. We already know. I'm just going to get ahead of it. 
<clears throat> so. All the podiums. <laughs> twin. Hey, you, you brought it up, not me. Twin cylinder class, single cylinder class. I'll, just I'll, back in his real Dakar. Look at him, Lisa. He's already, if, <laughs> he's already <laughs> got him excited. If, he's you, like, if you ask, I'll answer the question. Otherwise, I'm just going to I'm gonna kind of try to keep it a little bit professional here. I, I said I was going to do that. And uh, so we luckily... Um, George uh, Justice says Tech Talk Taco W, which is Wednesday. Yes, because we can do whatever. Uh, Gronk uh, VBS, which stands for um, he's a guy from Canada. He won our Rooster Endo segment. Are you familiar with our Rooster Endo segment? No. So it, on this show, we have we don't have it tonight because um, I wasn't prepared, and everybody probably <laughs> thought it was last night. They probably like, where's my Rooster Endo? Rooster it's Endo. Tuesday. So basically, you send us a picture of your bike. So if you want to do this, if you're watching this oh. show right now and you, you want to be partake in Rooster Endo, you send us a picture of your bike and you tell us the story about it, like what you modified, you know, just things about your bike. You know, some t- we call it Roost Endo and sometimes for sale. <laughs> it's just like you're sending your, your ad that you're going to put on Craigslist. And then we we talk about your bike. We discuss your modifications, good or bad. And uh, the one that gives us the most enjoyment, uh, we have a good uh, sponsor in Taco Moto. That's tacomoto.co. Uh, Taco Mike kicks a hundred dollars to to them to you know hopefully make their bike uh, better. So we we are yeah. not having that segment tonight. Nice. That sounds fun though. Yeah. Even Does though uh, Gronk uh, get somebody to send their photo. Gronk yeah. Valley Bomb Squad. That's what his VBS stands for. He won on with a 1974 XL175 last week. Hmm. He, he raced it in a class where the combination <clears throat> of the bike and the rider, the age of the bike and the rider, had to be over 100. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds the, I, like something you'd make up. I think it was the corduroy enduro. It, sound, it sounded pretty cool. But anyhow, um, and Paul Neff. Oh, I know him. He says, he says all of his friends in one place. Yeah, yeah, we know Paul. Really? Yeah, we know Paul. Paul's MVP of Dakar Rally Daily 2023. I know. I feel bad we never really followed up with Paul, but we needed to, we need to get him on. I know. Yeah, we also we actually, didn't follow up with anybody actually, else. <laughs> follow up with each other. He, he, gets, he gets up early. He gets up early because he goes to work early. Uh, you could probably get him on because he might just be watching a tractor dig a hole in the ground. He's back to regular <laughs> life. No more race guy. And uh, he, he would be he'd be good. His, his story is like it, it's – Man, it's it's rough because you know how much he put into. I mean, you mm. you know this from going to Dakar yeah. and how much you put into oh. it, time and effort and family and sacrifices and all these things. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, Grant called me a hoser, so you can tell where he's from. Yeah, oh. I, I I'm glad hoser, eh? he's a Canadian guy. They live underground most of the year, and so <laughs> I can I can feel safe that I know most of the year he's going to be underground because he's probably a big dude. He's going to come and just go. Yeah, I take a little offense to that. I'm from the Mexico of Canada. <laughs> So, so that's Montana. If you're making fun of Canadians, you're making fun of my northern neighbor. And that's right. not cool. So um, yeah, not our not our usually group because they're probably they're probably you know hungover after having to drink too much since we were on the air last night. Uh, but thanks yeah. to maybe they'll uh, come again, out of the woodwork to all of our uh, our sponsors. I'm going to go through the sponsor read. Can I do sponsor reads in here, Jesse? Okay. You can. You can do whatever you want in here. We have no censorship. Okay. Uh, of course, we'd like to thank Yamaha, um, Blue Crew. I was going to ride a YZ125 today. I was going to have the most fun ever, but there weren't enough mud monkeys to sweep enough mud off the course. I can vouch for that. It's in the back of your truck. It's clean. And it's, your feet were not clean when you came into my office today. But I, but I, do you have the video of me vacuuming your office? I will post that yeah, of okay. you doing your work in the <laughs> office, which is a nice, yeah. nice, nice, like, 
Yamaha uh, makes goal for me to get Yamaha you to clean makes office. a lot of things, but they don't make vacuum cleaners that I know. <clears throat> they make, uh, they I don't make know, musical they instruments and and really good UTVs and awesome watercraft. I have watercraft. I have a YZ125 by the dimension that. I need to get a new YZ125. Uh, Takamoto, of course, sponsor of the uh, Rooster Endo segment. That's takomoto.co. Scott Sports. I was going to have clear vision with awesome tear-offs today. Gonna, it was going to be awesome. Uh, Scott Sports. Climb. Jesse, familiar? I'm a climb supporter. Right. And a former climb employee. Do they support your podcast? They're like the title sponsor of title our podcast. Sponsor. It's technically the Climb Dakar Rally Daily Show. Oh, well, how come you didn't tell me that? Well, because like I'm not good at my job. Okay. I, what gear? What gear? What climb gear did you wear today? I wore a stowaway jacket <clears throat> to work because it was raining today. Uh huh. And not only is it a stowaway jacket, it is a stowaway jacket that I have had since 2017. I rode it uh, every day during the tour of Idaho in 2018. I literally wore that jacket every day. It's the same jacket. Did you finish tour of Idaho? Yeah, I finished tour of Idaho. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm a finisher. And uh, I ran a 15-mile half marathon, which is a thing now. There are 15-mile half marathons in it because it was raining in Seattle a couple months ago. That jacket's been around, man. Okay. That's that's, that's why good. I wore it. I've evolved. I, now, I, I wear the um, Valdez parka. <laughs> you went back to the Valdez. Dude, you're back. So good. Way back. That's back. A, that's a that's a good piece of equipment. Uh, of course, there's Trail Tech, makers of fine GPS units. The Voyager, Voyager Pro. You're a Voyager guy, right? Sometimes. Mm. No, you're a Garmin guy. Yeah, I'm a Garmin guy. Yeah. Sorry. I broke okay. a Voyager at King of the Motos last year. Yeah, but you don't have buddy tracking. <sighs> yeah, I'm... <laughs> He doesn't have any friends. Oh, either. I want. No, yeah. Paul. Paul. Nash I, I prefer friend. to ride by myself. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you. Then you need. Then you need a. Then you need the thing that Garmin makes nope. that tracks where you're at. Yeah, yeah. You need your in reach. In reach. Yeah. Uh, no one. Will, no one will ride with me anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, you've burned yeah, all yeah. those bridges. Trail Tech. Trail Tech maker of fine gauges. The kickstands. Like, you know, a thing or two about KTM. We're going to get into this later. Yes. Yep. Um, your kickstands are semi. They're, they're really good at holding up only the bike. Maybe if you don't put a big gas tank on it, but you go anymore, you're going to need a trail tech kickstand for your KTM. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, DDC, uh, chain wheels, really good chain wheels. They're our first sponsor. And of course, fast company. Cole. Also, also a sponsor yep. of Dakar rally daily. Right. Yes. Um, he makes handlebars that don't hurt if, your if arms. He cuts any of, the budget <clears throat> out of uh, Tech Talk Taco. Oh, I forgot to say that. That's actually <laughs> that was part of the deal. Yeah, that's, that's if I got you, to, if I got you to say Fast Company today on your show, he mm -hmm. was going to give me all your budget. Okay, so yeah. we're good. Yeah. Thanks. I Cole. need a couple sets of handlebars. That's probably going to cut into my budget too. Bulletproof designs and double take mirrors. Dude, all great, all great people in my mind. I've broken all those products this year almost. <laughs> Racing hard so. enduro. Well, and I'm sorry, riding, riding hard enduro events, not racing them. Right. What happened to that series? Did it get canceled? It's awesome. No, it's ready to rip, dude. King of the Motos is going off. How come you didn't come? You know, so I did a, a class for Justin out at the King of the Motos. They had a, they had a kind of King of the Motors, like, rider appreciation day. Okay. Uh, they had a thing where they, they, they told you how the event was going to work. If you're a first-timer, like if you hadn't right, done it sure. before. But even if you kind of wanted to come out, and he actually showed them where the start was, which is 
he broke a lot of my rules, but I'm not <laughs> you would, in charge. You would never do anything that nice. Yeah, to I'm people. not in charge anymore. But he 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 showed him like where the start was and kind of where a couple of the loops were. Because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, if you're gonna make the time to come out and do this yeah. kind of stuff, I which I I so I wrote up I wrote up something I I wrote up something that I made go down and I wrote up it, which is really stupid. <laughs> and you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, why am I so, here? So are you back with with the king of the motos? No. Are, you, are you helping him out yes. or what? No. You're no. back, but not no, back. I, 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 well, I left on good terms. Yeah. I mean, I, I I finished. I was finished. It's like you finish a race and you're done with it. I finished doing that event when I was done with it. I had one finisher. That's yep. that's the perfect extreme enduro. One finisher. I dare anybody else to try to do that ever again, because it's really easy to have zero finishers. Yep. Justin already proved that. Uh, uh, um, Carl from Erzberg has proved it. A lot of you know. They, they've tried it at Romaniacs a couple times. They've had to cut the course short because they knew it was going to be zero finishers. So they fixed this stuff. But to have one finisher is very, very difficult. And then I walked. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, I That's went out a success. on top. <laughs> That's a success for a promoter <laughs> no, success. That's it, it, And it was just kind of perfect timing because that's when a lot of the trophy trucks and stuff was coming. And, and yeah. trust me, that didn't push me out. I was done. And that came in, so it opened up an extra day for that to happen. And then Justin had helped me a few times, and Dave wanted motorcycles back. And yeah. I, I put those mm-hmm. two together, and now Justin's doing it. He's made it grow. He's got it. He's got the the hard enduro yeah. series, which is awesome. It's great. As part of a series last year for its return to the series or return to anything, it was <clears throat> it was awesome. It was a cool race. You got a lot of, like, for my level of guy, I think represents, like, the normal working class hard enduro guy that yeah. pays the bills, right? Like we pay the entry fees. We don't finish all the time right. or like in that middle, you get a ton of writing for your money there. And all of and my good sponsors stuff. make stuff that you, that you destroy every time. You yes, run. exactly. That's, That's why I said I broke all those things <laughs> at King of the Motos. <laughs> Especially bulletproof designs. <laughs> yeah, definitely bulletproof Disc guards, designs. Yes. Radiator guards. Yep. Used them. Chain guides. Broke it. Footprints. Well, I didn't break it. I broke the chain guide and then I put that on and didn't break that one. Right. Uh, that billet housing, throttle housing. You seen oh, that? No, I haven't seen that because I went through three throttles in 22. They, they heard. They heard about you. <laughs> and they make this nice billet throttle housing, which I actually saw a dent in mine. My bike looks pretty good for doing all the hard enduro riding. I saw a dent in mine, and then I saw that, and I'm like, okay, this is going to stop that, was it. that problem. So, anyways, uh, thanks nice. to all, again, all of our sponsors. Uh, of course, thanks to everybody that's in the chat. Uh, let us know where you're at so we can poke fun at you. And if you're Canadian, don't take offense. Uh, if you're from Australia, go ahead and send all the hate, hate, hate comms that you want. Because <laughs> I, when you, I flush my you, toilet, I know exactly where it goes. You're pissing off Australians? Uh, anybody. You're not. No, you, you're I, not particular. They're, they're just waking up in the morning, so they're fresh and feisty. They are feisty. And, and sometimes they come on and they leave us, you know, mean comments. But it's okay. <laughs> I've got I've got a list of them and stuff. So I mean, all the Australians we talk about like us. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm good with Aussies. They're we're, no. well. We don't really all piss right. off anybody, do we? Jimmy pisses everybody off though. So it's, it's kind of his brand. I, I I don't. I'm not. I'm not like a a, a nationalist or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but just ask them. Ask any of those guys. They all want to come here. I'm okay with it. It's true. I, I, I would want to come here too if I lived Yeah, yeah. That's why I live here. No, actually, Australia's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. Australia's cool. It is for a, for a while. Canada's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I like it, I like it here too. We have, yeah, you, nice. you know, it, it, Quinn, you know this. Our desert. Yeah. Our riding in the western United States, off the chart. Yeah. Phenomenal. 100%. So, 
Hey, um, but anyways, again, thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to uh, Cycle News and Jesse and the Dakar Daily Podcast. So if you guys, you can find them on all the podcast platforms. If you have Dakar questions, for sure, uh, let us know because um, we can probably get those answered. I'm sure that's the first thing you want to do is, uh, you know, this is like a warm-up show for you. You can screw up here. Oh, gosh, yeah. I have so many screw-ups. <laughs> Already? Yeah, because we just started doing video this year, so it's on Cycle News YouTube channel. So now I have twice as many buttons to push. Oh, that's that's the easy part. Jeff. And then it goes I, out into like another thing that I got to deal with and push more buttons over there. It's what you were doing in the other room. Yeah. That's gonna, gonna, you're going to get more gray hair than Quinn has. <laughs> and and I probably would have, I would probably <laughs> have, would have some too. Yeah. I would probably have some, but I, all mine fell off. I just uh, bumped my head. You get it. There's gotta be something that does that automatically, right? Yeah. There's gotta be an push the button. AI robot. Someone okay, talks. So, so on those Mevo cameras that I have, yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a tracking feature yeah. where if we were sitting here, we could have one camera and it would literally see who was talking and it would zoom in. Yeah. And it's a pretty cool, right. pretty cool feature. We're working in the past here. We know right. that. So, uh, Hey, uh, Chris Real says this is a great team to start for 2024. Ooh, wow, Chris. Don't Chris get, Real. Don't get used to it because they're uh, these guys are not going to be regulars here. <laughs> uh, San Felipe Bob gives Jesse Ziegler a thumbs up with an on-on, by the way. On-on. And uh, Dave Donnelly, uh, one, of our, one of our top fans, is going up in the hills tomorrow to get a rooster endo photo. And he says something that's really strange. He says, Pahrump is the best. Ooh, what? Best at, best at what? Best at, yeah. <laughs> so lots of stuff out of prom. Disappearing? Yeah. So, okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Waco, Texas. Canada? Yeah. Waco, Texas is the uh, Pahrump of Texas. And he's claiming he's claiming he's a snow Mexican. Wait, what? Snow Mexican. Snow Mexican. Yeah. And I've never heard that before. Mm, not makes sh- sense. Maybe. Mexican. Yeah. yeah. Goes that, north in the winter or? Canada? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, hey, I don't know hey, what's offensive, so hey, I don't know uh, what to say. Gronk, this Gronk says this. Uh, Quinn Cody in the house. Coolio, your 2012 Dakar crash gives me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar over-the-bar lawn darter a few lawn darter a few years ago. Uh, glad you're still keeping on. It would it would give me nightmares if I could remember it. <laughs> How could you forget it? It's been on repeat for four, yeah, 14 they used it, they used years. It on the intro, like you know what the wild world when we were kids, there was yeah. the wild world of sports, and there was the guy in the helicopter and the skis just going yeah. like that and just exploding. Like, they 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 used it for at least four years. I remember watching oh, yeah. the Dakar, and and it went to the point where the video was so grainy they just digitized the whole thing and just made it like yeah, it it's was like, like it's. Yeah. It was He's, like in the background of. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, was I was like, I was so happy when uh, Goncalves finally had a had a big one, <laughs> and he, he, he did the big like. Oh yeah, he spun, spun off his and, bike. Yeah, he got up and walked, ran back to his bike. But uh, that that took over from from my crash. And yeah, it was, it was about four years that they played that in the highlights every uh, single day. Yeah. yeah, Quinn's just like not again. I don't want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, yeah. yeah, that was bad. Um, I was I was also thinking that like how bad in in just scale because you had a you had a big one in San Felipe was it last year or year before yeah two two years La- uh, two last years last year twenty two yeah <laughs> <laughs> all runs together twenty two was two years yeah. ago yeah how how big was that in comparison Ooh. well I think I'm I'm older now so I and I'm not in as good a shape so I break <laughs> when I crash rather than you know. Oh, get oh, up you, you, and yeah. <laughs> and uh, when I crashed in Dakar actually I didn't 
other than like just knocking myself completely out and silly and cutting my face open, I wasn't really hurt. I had like a small fracture on the end of my collarbone, but I I took that and wasn't, wasn't injured, you know? And, and now when I crash, I mean, it's just, Oh yeah, yeah, I know this. (laughs) So I try not to crash anymore. So probably the number one reason that I didn't ride today is because you know, when you're riding on like that soupy mud and it's like, I was watching some of the guys that were walking around because in Southern California, so many people are here to watch the Supercross and stuff, and they're doing those those moto tours where they're going to all the different tracks. Yeah. And I was going to meet up Andrew Shorts here with his kid, so his kid's doing that too. You know, Andrew's taking his kid to all yeah. the tracks. But it, they, they're they smart. They stayed home. I, I'm out <laughs> here, so I, w- I went there, and I'm watching these guys walk around, and they're walking across, like, the pits. And you, you're, you're, you're walking, and, and then the foot hits the one that just goes... Oh, the slippery. Like, where it looks, it looks, it all looked good, but then it just, it's nothing but water underneath. And I just saw, I saw that happen a couple times and I go, that's my face hitting the ground without <laughs> even knowing. You just, you're just, you're just going to go into a turn. Your front tire is just going to go, whew, yeah. you know, cause you're on a track. You just, you end up pushing it. I don't know. Um, Hopper, Pava, 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 Lodi, Pavar. Nailed it. You got to say this name. Nailed it. Power. Pava 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 Rodi Pava Rodi Pava Rodi collaboration tonight yeah collaboration thank you Hopper sorry I couldn't get your name right after twenty times but Matthew Gig Lodi Gigliotti I need to put the chat up in the yeah I need to see that so I can help pronounce Gigliotti. Right. Let me, uh, I have to push buttons here, which is like kind of what Jesse's doing, but yes, Jesse's usually trying to push my <laughs> buttons and, uh, get me going. Oh, the chat's up, but it's, oh, you can't see it. I can't see it. Cause I'm feeding you things. You're not feeding me things. I could give you a which link is for the chat typical. and you could put it on your phone. Oh yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't know I how this put works. The link for the chat in the chat and then you... <laughs> Whoa, uh, we're going deep. Into these hey, deep. we talk about motorcycle, motorcycle related products. Uh, the chat is kind of scrolling up and down in the thing. It's, it's there. It snowed in prompt today. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It was good. I was up in Bishop this morning and it was, there's snow all over the mountains. It snowed like almost, a, almost two feet in Mammoth. Sweet. Yeah. We need the, we need the snow. So, um, how are people watching this over the Epstein release? <laughs> oh boy that's what Matthew Gigalodi what are they releasing something more important than Tech Talk Taco Wednesday I don't know Somebody. they're releasing the blacklist yeah the blacklist, blacklist. Jimmy Jeffries might list Jimmy's name might I, end up no I would take a free I would take a free flight anywhere okay <laughs> I live like, down the street private from, jet I'm in I, I live down the street from a brothel what's the difference right? <laughs> oh, Jesus let's see okay. considerable difference uh, Chris B says checking in on South 15 in San Diego working on roadbook learning options for my RFS RFS is that like a RFS? KTM RFS bike I think so wow. okay uh, Sonora Rally Tower is leading for mount. Any digital setup suggestions? Ooh. So the Sonora, that's a MotoMinded product, correct? I don't know what MotoMinded's branded. I don't think it's the Sonora, but... Rally Tower? Yeah. We the MotoMinded Rally Tower, he's working on a new update. I just talked to Chris okay. yesterday, and he's working on some fitments. So MotoMinded is a good, A, person to check in with if yes. you have any tower or you want to connect anything electronic to your bike yes. at all. And I know Rally Navigator's got a new uh, 
a new digital setup coming, right? Yeah. The, he, he, I, I haven't read it yet, but he sent me okay, in. Okay. So it's, yeah. So I know it. a little yeah. bit about some of these things. So yeah. there's, there's, there's not only Moto Mind is a great place for like the kind of the tower setup and different mm-hmm. things. Yep. Also, uh, RMS rally management service. Correct. There's a Canadian company. Uh, so you can search rally management services. They have different options, but I will tell you what, if you are trying to get the simplest, easiest, uh, thing, go on ADV rider advrider.com and search rally tower and search. You can search rally blitz or um, yeah, search rally blitz. And there's a lot of different options on that thread. And on most of my bikes, I don't have a tower. I have a tablet that's mounted with a, a very simple Ram mount. And so it's a, it's a, a inch and a half Ram ball yeah. with the big arm. That's, that's either clamped or bolted to the bars in some way, shape or form. And so it's on and off. And then I have digital buttons, the electronic buttons that go through Bluetooth. So it's essentially the volume control on your thing. And sure, it's a sure, really, sure. It's a really simple. Okay, so the Sonora Tower, Mark Daniels is telling us, is by rally management. So okay, got it. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's a it's a pretty simplistic setup because I want it on and off. I I'm, yep. I don't really want to have a – my bikes get too many multi-purposed and, and – You don't want to leave a tower on permanently. I probably could. I mean, like I got a few bikes. A you could t- you could allocate one yeah. motorcycle in but, your arsenal but, but for a tower. Guys come in rally trained to always want the one that looks like the rally bike. Yeah, because rally bikes look awesome. And that's why most people care about the sport. And then and then when they crash it, they wonder why it costs five hundred bucks. And that's just for the, the because looking awesome costs money. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> so, anyways, like we do on yep. the show, we're going to answer your questions as they kind of pop up. Um, um, and Jesse G and I, I don't really know this. Uh, he says Prump has, Prump is best at meth. I like this Jesse dude. Not just because we have the cool name. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just kidding. I like Prump actually. I've only had good times. Uh, Jesse has a, another question for KTM. What's an average amount of time to change out an inline fuel filter, and Ooh. how often should it take? How often should I take the fuel pump apart to check the screen and filter on the pump? Well, since we have the guy who's in charge of everything at KTM here. Tonight, He's Mr. When, uh, yeah. Where, where is he? Not, where's this guy? Where's that guy? <laughs> so for those who don't know, Quinn, Quinn does work for KTM. You are actually street R&D. Yes. So street adventure and actually some off-road stuff. So Some off-road stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got some, I got some questions now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Quinn can, we can, we can deflect any, I have a couple of questions for later on the show. We can deflect any KTM question to Quinn and it's yeah. completely I'm, off the record and not official at this, in this capacity. <laughs> See so, how this goes. So uh, I'm going to tell you, Jesse, from yes. when do you change out an inline fuel filter? And so I, I wonder if he's talking, do you think he's talking about the one inside the gas tank? Or is he talking about the one in the in the coupler, the little screen in the coupler, fuel Uh, connection? Well, he's talking about fuel pumps. That means fuel injected. And so inline, there's in tank, and there the inline is that little teeny tiny thing. Yeah, the little connector, the little funnel, white funnel guy. Um, And then he says, and check the screen filter on the pump. So I want to tell you what: if you keep your if you're careful about how clean your gas that goes in the tank is, the answer is almost never. Yeah. I've never, I've never cleaned I, one. And, I, and I'm, I'm not, I've, I'm not a show for KTM by any means. I mean, this show is sponsored by Yamaha. Yeah. By the way, uh, you don't have to ever check them on Yamahas. In fact, Yamahas don't even use gas. They, they, they <laughs> levitate across they just bumps. Burn on pure freedom. Uh, 
but uh-huh. I, I have a lot of a lot of those, and I've never had to change the little tiny guy, the little one. I remember when they very first came out, they were a smaller screen. Yep. In the early, that was two, Husaberg. Yeah. Yeah. Hus- yeah. In the in the Husaberg times, and then when KTM adopted fuel ejection, uh, that screen was a little different. And then they went to an updated screen. And I remember the early ones could plug if you got like watery, you know, anything that wasn't gas in there. Like if you somehow got, you know, two stroke oil could yep. could plug it. But I've never changed that one since, you know, modern times. I've of Those ones that had those in there, I put the, the updated ones in, never changed them. And I, I mean, I'm getting four and 500 hours out of the internal tank filter. So, yeah, uh, I mean, so the so the early ones, like you said, that little screen every once in a while, there would be something weird with that and they would they would clog up. And, but I think a lot of it too, was just people not understanding how fuel injected work and they're having a problem with the fuel pump or a problem with the injector. The stuff was a little more raw back then. So it, you know, there was issues and, and, uh, but now I I haven't changed, I haven't looked at one of those things in, in years. And, uh, you know, the, the new fuel pump, which is model year 23 plus has the, um, the mesh, basically filter sack on the fuel pump on the pickup. Right. And so that thing, I don't know if there's a service limit on that. I haven't, I haven't really looked at the manual. It no longer has that in line, the no. fuel filter inside. No, no. Okay. So it's, it's basically, uh, it's in between the frame spar, the fuel pump. And, uh, there's a little like mesh, uh, almost like a baggie. baggie. Yeah. yeah like and a sack. so the fuel splashes up on that and saturates it. And then it's, it's, uh, you know, Pulled into that. the fuel pump through that. Huh. Is is that so, why guys are saying that they're 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 running out before the tank's completely empty? Yep. Okay, so it's it's not at the very bottom bottom of the tank. No, it, there's no pickup at the bottom, and so that's that's some of the issues with like IMS has had is is getting the bike to run, especially on like a dual sport type bike where if you're riding on the street Steve, or something, yep. and you know the the fuel is not splashing up, then uh, you can you could technically run out with like a liter left in your tank. Or like mm. if you're riding a rally bike, which we all have at times, uh, half your gas is on one side of the tank. And if there's not crossovers, yep. there's, gotta, you know, you got to. You're like the old XR650. We used to have to, you know, <laughs> just tip it, lay over. it over to, to make it yeah. into a pit, you know. Yeah, we have experience with those. It's just like switching a tank on a old yeah. Chevy but, truck. I mean, we, we've run tests with these fuel pumps and, and as long as you're riding and you're splashing fuel that you'll run them down to, you know, nearly nothing in the bottom. Hey, have, have you heard what it's like to go on a trail ride with me before? Never you're gonna run out of uh-uh. one of three things. Never. Jesse, you should know this. I don't want to remember <laughs> like our Keysville tests. I feel stuff. like these are just like buried deep memories that I've some like, what do you do that? What does a psychiatrist say when you, yeah, it's you re- repress, repress. That's it. I'm going to tell you this that, is not good for me. Right I now. haven't changed much because I went on a trail road with my wife and her friend the other day. She's such a saint. I know. And, and her friend, Nicole is not a saint. She's kind of nuts. Um, Nicole from total chaos suspension. Uh, and so we went riding and we took three bikes. Uh, we had a, a, a KTM 500 with a four gallon tank on it. Uh, we took a KTM 300 with a larger, the larger IMS, oh, no, a Cherby's Cherby's tank on it. So extra gallon. And Nicole took her box stock KTM 350 EXC. Mm-hmm. And so we went we went riding. We did a large number of miles, enough to where both my 300, the one I was riding the 300 at the time, 
because Heather likes four strokes better. And Nicole's 350 literally ran out while we were coming across the dry lake bed in Pahrump. I mean, literally. Coming within, back to your house. Within a quarter mile of each other. Yeah, right. So we did. We, we accomplished. So Nicole kind of ran out of energy a little bit earlier in the day. I mean, it was only like eight hours of riding, seven or eight. Not even a half day. Jimmy's like, nah. perfect. So, so ran yes. out of energy. Then, then we ran out of gas and two of the three bikes. As it got Jimmy's dark, like, I'm so yeah, yeah. happy then, now. But we all had good headlights, so we did something about that. <laughs> but anyways, back to the, uh, the the fuel pump thing. I mean, I've got thousands and thousands of hours, and with the with the internal with that internal one, you know, I've cut them apart and looked at them, and they're they're still flowing. The problem I had is I had a couple of them. They were made in Turkey ones, not made in Austria mm-hmm. things. And a couple of those cracked, and then they lost pressure. But the filtering was still yep. active mm-hmm. on those. And then, and then, the other the other thing I noticed was, uh, you know, in in a lot of those, they they look a lot worse than they than they actually are. And and but I'm careful about. I'm not if not like I have a dry break on top, and I'm dumping right. dirt down on top of those things every single time. So I think it's, it's a factor of how you're using it and what you're, I think like most fuel issues when they pop up, especially in a filter is because a, you got some crappy fuel or something in your fuel, but B would be like, I just didn't ride my bike for X amount of time. And the stuff that's in the fuel from the blender is, you know, congealing and it's, you know, solidifying and there's ethanol doing weird things to other components in there. And it's just making problems happen. So one, Use your bike all the time also helps these yeah. things in my experience. Cause I, he, I think he, in the chat I zoomed in, I think it's a 2013 350 EXC. Okay. And that's, I mean, I have a 2013 500 that hasn't ridden for a couple of years. And yeah, I'm sure so that filter's clocked. 2013, there was, that's pretty early on in fuel injection. Right. right? 12. That's, yeah. 12 yeah. That's yeah. the first yeah. year. Well, that has, right? a, that has so. a good, so that has a good filter in it. It yep. doesn't have the Turkey filter. That's what I call them as the tur- Turkey filter. <laughs> well, the line would split. Right. And then it would just be pumping pressure back into the tank, into the tank. It was, it was never for me. I've never seen the line split and I may have a lot of stock, you know, I have a lot of stock, um, you know, tanks that have all the stuff and mm-hmm. I have a lot of big tanks that I've put all the, you know, I just yep. bought a fuel pump assembly and stuff in. It was when they, all of a sudden they were turkey filters. I started hearing there was more problems with them, but yep. you can replace that with a good, a good metal surrounded filter mm-hmm. and things. And I, it, yeah. I think, I think one of your sponsors makes like a, he's claiming thousand hour fuel pump. Or, yeah, I see that thing popping up Actually, all the time, right? Okay. So talk I mean, come on, Jimmy, you're missing opportunities yeah, missing here. Opportunities here. Well, I'm telling you the stock. He sponsored good. us last year. Maybe he'll sponsor us again. Yeah, Taco, this is an official know. sales yeah. pitch. If you want That's people cool. to talk professionally on your podcast, <laughs> call me back, Mike. Actually, I didn't call you, but He's we on should vacation. talk. vacation. Don't worry. I'm going to Jimmy said, oh, KTM fuel pumps are perfect. You don't need to do anything. Uh, hey, I, I, would say, I would say they're, 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 they're very good. Actually, I of all the fuel-injected bikes that I've had over the times, I haven't had so few, so few problems. But then again, I like I said, put good gas in. If you're dumping crap into it all the time, or if there's, I don't, I don't know. I have bikes that sit for six and eight months and they fire right up. I just fired up a Hoosberg the other day. That unfortunately, it sat for six months or more. Yeah. Maybe it's because you have forty-five bikes and you can't physically ride them all. Well, you're right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's a problem. Anyways, uh, Josh from Trail Tech says, uh, "Hi, nice seeing you, oh. hey, Josh. Nice to see you as well." Hey, Josh. 
Yeah, uh, don't look at those guys. We're you need to sponsor us. <laughs> You're welcome that we're on the show and it's not just Jimmy. No, they're 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 great. They're a great sponsor. Uh, like I said, I, if me if me and Jesse went riding, we would use the Trail Tech Voyager and we'd use buddy tracking, and then yeah. Glenn, with his Garmin can go by, be by himself and wonder <laughs> and wonder where we are. So if you haven't used buddy tracking, it's pretty good. Uh, what else questions do we have here? Road Racer 3 says, do you run any type of special air filter or pre-filter on my Tenere 700? Ooh. Um, no, actually, what have you ridden a Tenere yet? Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> no, it I literally mean, it's, works okay. for the you company can, making the bikes that. that compete against the Tenere I mean, we ride, we ride all of them, ride right? And, and I've ridden, yeah. you know... I've ridden them back to back, you know, Hondas, yeah. Yamahas, KTMs, and, and they all have their own, their own character, right? Like right. everything's, everything's its own bike. And, and it kind of depends on what you like or, or what kind of riding you want to do. For but, sure. That, that, have you ridden the new Honda Transel? No, not, nope. not yet. Probably should ride one of those. I told this about Tenere when I first rode one too. Is this a, a 390 adventure competitor or what are we going to? No, I don't, I don't know. Actually, actually power wise, because it's a 750. Yeah, it's pretty good. I okay. mean, it, like I, I'm not a big fan of the traction control and some of the stuff that they have in, in it, but I um, mean, just it's just just one of those things. Mm. Just ride it to feel what they're yeah. doing. It's it, it's a whole different thing. Anyways, back to the Tenere 700 filter. I am running just a foam uh, uh, instead of the paper filter. I'm running the foam filter, and I have the little <laughs> snorkel removed because there's a, there's a snorkel that. Uh, people think it's to keep water out, but it's probably for sound more than anything else. Yeah. It's a little bit restrictive. Didn't make a huge difference. Mostly it gave it a little more initial throttle response. And uh, and Dan knows, says, my audio is lower compared to Jesse. That's because you, you don't know how to talk into microphones. Are you? Are you? No, Jesse's, you're cranked up and I'm down low. You have to get closer to your microphone. Yeah, you might like this. Thing. Just, just put your lips right on that thing. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll try to kiss this a little bit. Who You're kissed this one last? all the way up. Uh, Johnny Campbell. Johnny Campbell. Yep. Well, he's, he's, he's the last one. Relatively safe. I, <laughs> he's Mine's been all over the world, too, you know. So I don't, you don't know what, ha what kind of things you pick up in these weird places. Um, also, you're welcome for having my audio louder so you can hear me more clearly. That's like a benefit to you. Right. Reader, listener. Thank you, Dan. What was his name, Dan? Dan. Thank you. You're welcome, Dan. Dan, Dan knows. Dan, Dan knows. K-N-O-U-S. Uh, Dave Donnelly says, Dakar, Dakar, Dakar. In your oh, opinion, who's yeah. going to win? I'm definitely rooting for Ricky Brabeck. That's me too. Um, and Skylar Howe's second. This I is a great I opportunity. Would have, I would have no problem with that. I'm sure Quinn has different opinions. But uh, your, quickly, your nationality quickly. has to come before your work. Quickly, yeah. we need to <laughs> so, say you can actually predict who's yes. going to win. Oh, yeah. Give it a plug. Through this the is Dakar fun. Rally Fantasy Derby. Yep. We are the original fantasy uh, experience. You can pick your own team every day to win. You can uh, select yeah. riders to race. We're giving away Not prizes. Not team. You just select your individual riders for, for each yep. stage. So you can basically, you can play every day. You can not play. Uh, and you only have results every day. So everybody's does, does on this, there. Does this cost anything? Nope. Nope. Free. Free. Totally free. And we don't even sell your information or your email or no. anything like that. We're just doing just, it. You know, our, our buddy, our buddy Radic, another Canadian yeah, up there. He's, he's, he's another just, guy I wouldn't want to go like this on top of my head. No, no, no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no these are big people. And he, he now rides it's, adventure it's bikes like toys. Yes. Yeah, yes, he does. Presented by Moto Minded this year. Correct. So. Moto Minded's our, our Dakar Fantasy Derby sponsor. 
and uh, Radek built it. It's really cool. You can go in and just play every day. It's all free, 100%. You go to chainslayer.com slash Dakar, sign up for an account, and you can log in and start playing now because Prologue's coming up on Saturday, so get ready. Uh, have you made social media posts about this? No, we're just no, ramping we up. Like I, we just get, we're not stuff. ready. Get it, get get it together and send it to me so I can put it on dirt bike test and on okay. the tech talk feed so that these people, these yep. awesome viewers of ours, because yes. they'll all join. And I know that you know I, I run a pretty smart audience here. Uh, they're they're gonna win. And is there is there yes. cash and prizes available? There are prizes. Uh, no cash because we're poor. Um, I spent all my money on all these buttons we're pushing. Um, yeah. The and prizes. If there was cash, we would have to be like a gambling site, and then we'd have we to might move, actually make money doing. And we'd it. have to move Goodness. to Pahrump. Oh, you yeah, gamble in Vegas. Can, actually, I, you should run, let me run it. I'll just take a small <laughs> slice right off the bottom. Here it goes. And then the whole thing will collapse. That's yeah. the way my business yeah. plan is. <laughs> I'm negotiating a grand prize, and I got on the phone with the guys at Gas Gas, and I think we're going to give away one of their. Uh, moto e-bikes like their beach cruiser e-bicycles oh, for the grand prize which is super cool yeah nice. yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, anybody so. can use it that way yeah it's be a- totally cool chill cruiser e-bike um i think they're on board so more announcements for that but yeah nice just log in and play for fun and to tease your friends that you're playing yes can you can you make sub leagues or any of those weird i don't do nah. that sports gambling uh, or no we, stuff. we didn't want it to be like too too dorky you know we didn't want to have like all these different sub leagues and, because yeah. you know. I, the one thing I remember from last year, cause last year I was in kind of a state of depression after Ricky crashed. So I wasn't paying t- too, too much attention, but I was listening to you guys and I heard how you guys were just pissed at your results and oh, yeah. in, in the, yeah. in the, in the, in the, the whole thing. So uh, basically we give you what is it? One hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Right? It's you like get a dollar for each rider, or something. A buck for everybody that starts the race. Yep. In and in f- in funds to fund money bid and on you, each person's finish. Yeah, and day. you bet uh, whatever you want on until you're out of money, and you can you can bet all hundred and you know thirty guys. You give them a dollar a piece if you want to, and you get you get paid if you pick their finish position. So, or you can load all your money on the top three if you want. So you can, and, and there's multipliers, it adds up. And so like, yeah, it's kind of like, kind of like gambling. This is all in Radix brain. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we definitely gave our input, but then Radix just did what Radix thought. Yeah. He like slept on it in the morning. He woke up and he had it built. He's he's like, like, Hey, I guess I built this in my sleep. I didn't even try. Yeah. Thanks, Radix. Gronk says the T7 is okay, but it doesn't. Make me want to replace my 950 Adventure. Ooh. Um, I have both of those bikes, and mm-hmm. uh, I can see his point. Yeah, I but, agree. Yeah. But at the same, at the same thing, it's like it's just it's the evolution. That's what it's what you know. Is it twenty? It's almost twenty years. Yeah, that's how old that that bike is. For twenty years old, that bike is really good because I have a BMW that's of the very same vintage, yep. and they're completely different animals. Yeah. So. Uh, Jesse G sets says, uh, as alumni from your class, I'm, I'm actually going to have to do this. I was ashamed to have struggled in the Sandy trails last week out in the Mojave national preserve. What is the trick again for riding sand? Uh, www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. We have classes, uh, <laughs> in February. You can't go to the one in March and April, uh, come back out and, uh, 
take a, take another class and realize that it's it's really simple. It's A, you were out of balance, and B, uh, you didn't get the traction you, you expected. And then the series of events that followed those two facts uh, showed that you were out of balance and you didn't have any traction. And it feels terrible. I've been there. On adventure if, bikes, especially. Yeah, it yeah. feels really uncomfortable, and you're yeah. like, I can't figure this out. But if you do— Quinn has a nice video of doing some <laughs> stuff in the Mojave National Preserve, don't you? Was that you or was what? that— uh, on the on the on the BDR scouting run. Oh, that's not him. That's the people he was with. No, in the preserve. I thought in the preserve was that you or was it? Oh, that was Cole. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to keep up with you. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, you, that's you, Cole. He went on his sail. No, he was following me. Yeah, you smacked something and then he hit it. Yep. You. Got, I yeah. looked back and I'm like, oh god. You made it through. Yeah. 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 That was that was scary. So Cole was was filming the BDR scouting trip and he yeah. had. Uh, GoPros 10, 1090 loaded down. We had Tortec hard cases and uh, a lot of stuff. His, all his camera gear, all his camping gear, everything loaded on that bike. He's wearing a backpack with camera stuff. <laughs> and I mean, Cole Kirkpatrick is, is oh, a level top, yeah, top yeah. guy. Yeah, He's yeah. a national enduro winner and, you know, from Texas and just an awesome dude. Yeah. And cool rips. So we were shooting some GoPro stuff and just ripping down this killer road in the Mojave preserve and with washouts and there happened to be included one, one pretty big washout. And I, I saw it coming and I just kind of took it. And, and as I, as I hit it, I looked back and I was like, Oh God. <laughs> and Cole hit it. And he, he somehow wrote it out and like laid it down, but it, it could have been bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that happens, but um, yeah, don't lean back and hold it wide. That's not the technique for sand. That's what I tell everyone who asked me how to ride sand. I that's, just say lean just back go. and that's, hold it wide. That's, that's called get out of balance and get out of control. That's as simple as that. Cause like, think about it. When you lean back, what are you doing? Hauling ass. Getting out of balance. No, <laughs> don't do that. That's just why you're kidding. not a riding coach. Uh, <laughs> just listen to your coach. Hey, <laughs> we have openings in February and then openings again in April. Uh, we can help fix it. It's I'm glad that you said that you forgot what was the trick again. There's no trick. You have to practice it. If you didn't practice it, that's why you forgot. Jesse, you know, we'll see you in a little while. What I always tell guys is a, a little free piece of advice because Jimmy's not going to give it up for free, but is uh, just never, never close the throttle. So if you load your throttle to, you know, 2,500, 3,500 RPMs and just keep it there, then you're going to be able to do do most anything without the front diving. And then once the bike's the weight starts to pitch forward on an adventure bike, then you start that knifing motion and things start going you, you, the only sideways. Reason, okay, so the only reason the bike knifes is because you have initiated a turn in one direction or the other, which basically means you're out of balance. Yep. So if you can identify your, where your balance is through techniques that you're learning in Jimmy Lewis Offroad Training dot com. No, if if you if you if you if you kind of understand that, but yep. you're right about the zero. Then don't go to zero throttle. And and the funny thing is, you know how people I always wonder. You ever wonder, wonder about this? Maybe Jessica can help. How do people fry their clutches in the sand? Holding ass, holding the clutch halfway in, halfway out. Yeah, but your tire's already spinning. So why are you slipping the clutch? You're scared. Yeah, well, then, then, <laughs> then, then, then let go of it. Death yeah. grip the freaking bar and turn the throttle down. The bike will go slower. It's because yeah. the clutch is a control mechanism. And when you're learning how to ride, you pull the clutch in when there's a problem. Okay. And, and you're like, oh, you pull the clutch in. I got to slow down. If I don't pull the clutch in, I'm going to go crazy. We but that's have, not what you teach. I know what you teach. We have a beginner riding class where we teach you about how to use the clutch as a power. Yes amplifier, not a power reducer. 
Got it. Clutch should be used as a power amplifier. Well, once you start reading, if you're super high level, I'll let you reduce the power with the clutch because generally you're not going to like overheat the bike and stuff. But I see people riding in sand. The reason they pump the clutch is guess when the bike accelerates for most people that are of that level, when they pull it in. Right. Because all of a sudden it grabs traction instead of spinning, it oh, grabs it traction. And then what the happens because they don't, they usually don't turn the throttle back at the same time. They just pull it in right. then it revs up and then they drop the clutch again. Then it breaks traction. So everything they just wanted to happen didn't happen. And now things are going wrong. So, uh, yep. Hey Jesse, you just got like kind of half the lesson right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting there. You know, the, the, the other thing is just learn to ride properly a hundred percent on hard pack surface and be super confident on your motorcycle there before you. Yeah. Expect it to work. Well, it's, we we spent, we spent a whole day in a dry lake bed and people are blown away that the minute you think you have this stuff mastered and, and the reason you can't do it slow on a dry lake bed is because you need that speed momentum to mask the balance problem. But the minute you go someplace where that starts affecting, Mm -hmm. you, you know, then, then all of a sudden, okay, now here's the result. And so it's, um, Lean First of all, it's not easy. <laughs> like, I just want to put that out there. Like riding an off-road motorcycle competently isn't like super easy. No, like you can go up no. and down your driveway or up and down the street or even up and down a dirt road. That's pretty easy to balance on a motorcycle that's moving. But to do things that take any sort of control and balance and all those things at the same time, it's complicated. There's a lot going on if you're doing it, it right. It, it, so don't yeah. don't get discouraged. Just keep trying. And it's, it's stuff you have to practice and learn. Yeah. You can't, if you have to think about pulling in the clutch and turning the throttle and stuff, yeah. well, you it's, gotta, you gotta figure out how to not think about that. So you can think about, I want to put my tire here and I, I need to lean this way, or I need yeah. to anticipate. And, and it gets to the point where, you know, you're really, you're the whole time you're riding, you're trying to anticipate what you're going. And then even to kind of throw this back into the, the whole rally thing, you, you know, now you have to read that. Yeah. You know, a road book. Yeah. You have to, you, and, and I always tell people, you know, cause this is another thing I teach. I got a, I got a class coming up uh, Friday. We're going to do our next online class. If you want to learn how to read that stuff. Um, While writing. Or knows, knows, knows how to make it work. This looks, this looks pretty easy. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. Straight. Super. Yeah. Why straight would they put those other three lines? Which is, which is this direction right here. Are you sure that's 43 that way? Oh, that way. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> and then you go I, 50 I, through this and then. Yeah. Look at this. This one's good. Yeah, 130 meters between those two turns. Easy. Yeah, I don't know why these guys get lost. It's going to turn to 50, so it's going to be a left, right. I they have that. a map. Why do they get lost? <laughs> Got it. Yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> There's a lot of colors that mean things and numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's – that's. Um, anyway, so, but, you know, you start thinking about, like, if if you have to think about how to ride a motorcycle, because people – I've had people ask me. It's like, hey, Jimmy, I want to come and learn how to navigate through sand dunes. And I go, well, what, what's the problem? <laughs> right. And – and you, they're like, well, who are you running like, from? Like navigating through sand dunes. And I go, is it the navigation or is it riding through the sand dunes? And they go, yeah, both. Well, they, they go, well, just, yeah, yeah, kind of both. And I go, so you know how to navigate perfect, right? Okay, so we can just work on the sand dune riding? No, no, I know how to ride through the sand dunes. I go, well, why is it when you put the two of those things together, it becomes problematic? Which one aren't you good at so we can focus on the real problem? And it's like, no, you're not good at either of them. Yeah. So let's, let's, this is what Jeff Aaron does to me when I ride trials. He looks at me and goes, Hmm, Hmm. this is interesting. You're not good at this. And he's just like, what, like, what are you, why are you doing this wrong? Why are you doing (laughs) this wrong? But I think like trials is a good, like, 
like, it's obviously like a concentrated mistakes for me. Like it just shows every mistake you're making in a controlled environment. You're not going yeah. anywhere and you're making tons of mistakes on a trial spike. So it's I, like, it's I, a great reference tool. I always say, look where the top riders today in a lot of the, you know, extreme enduros and stuff, look where they came from. Look at the, the strong trials background they have. Yep. And it's a lot easier to take somebody with that background and then, you know, teach them how to ride a little bit faster or to be able to put their foot down. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it was funny to watch the, you know, the Jeff Aaron's of the world and, and, you know, guys like Graham Jarvis and stuff. Yeah. Not want to put their foot down when they're riding something gnarly. And then they realize, Oh, I can put my foot down and give it a little push. And then it's like, it's like, I didn't even get penalized. And I, I just, I just went past everybody. <laughs> Why was I making this so hard on myself? So, lots of, uh, lots of cool stuff. Um, uh, Facebook user says he likes prizes, so I think he's going to sign up for your thing. Chainslayer.com slash Dakar. Chainslayer.com slash Dakar. Jesse's going to have the press release ready for us in the morning. Yep. And uh, San Felipe Bob says he won the Baja 2000 while riding out of balance, and it wasn't free. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. I, I have – I do definitely do have some more questions here on one of these uh, forms I have in front of my – thing hopefully the show is sound is working good i'm trying to talk closer to my mic but uh hey another another thing that's out there the uh the hot shoe hall of fame uh are you familiar with this i've seen some stuff on it but i haven't I sh you know you I'm know really... that jerry bernardo guy yeah yeah, guy? yeah. i'll bet you between me and him we can get you in there you in there uh, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> we, we'd have to run that highlight reel of you in dakar yeah for a little while but you know We'll get over it real quick. Uh, Hot Shoe <laughs> Hall of Fame in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas on January 27th. If you want to come and meet a lot of moto legends, uh, Gene Woods puts together an awesome event. It's a fundraiser to – he actually – it's called the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. Uh, not is, is based in Flat Track and Speedway, which is his, kind of his background. But uh, they buy – shoes for less uh, advantaged people. So oh, cool. he buys it. He gets a whole bunch of shoes and kind of hands them out to people in need, which is a cool thing. And he's building up his, uh, he's got his go-kart track. It's at a electric go-kart track, right. which these things have no horsepower, but it's hard to keep them going straight. That's how slippery it is. It's like, it's like <laughs> drifting. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Sarah Price is really good at doing those things. She beat me last year, the go-karts. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So good, good times. Yeah. Uh, that's Thank January you, 27th in Vegas. And if you're ever in Vegas and you want to go do some go-karts down on uh Fremont street, let me know. I might have a discount code. Ooh, Let's see what I'll else? be there for the AIM expo. So I'm going to, Oh yeah, go. we should go. We should go we should race go-karts go for the AIM expo. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm, I'm trying to, I gotta, I gotta go race against Gene. He owns the place. He has like cheater carts that he has in the back and he always comes out. Oh, and I told Gene, if I could race one of his carts and he gets in a normal one, and I can I can beat him. Then I get a, a comp ride for all Ooh. my friends. We'll bring a whole bunch of friends. <laughs> so I I know that that that's I'm gonna win. Well, that's how Vegas works. Like yeah. you just gotta have a connection, right? <laughs> it's all connections. It's just connections, like. Uh, but this is the point of the show where we take a few uh, calls. You know, I wonder if I have my commercial breaks. I don't even know if I have those things in. I don't know how to do that. I'm I'm gonna have to add it into the show later. I don't know how to so, do a commercial break. So we're just gonna <laughs> run straight. I don't just even run know what, straight through. I don't even know what time we started. Probably have to get a. Somebody's going to have to go to the liquor store. Hey, Quinn, do you know these guys? <laughs> uh, you know, that this is actually from my hometown. I grew up That's right there why in I was uh, asking. Los yeah. Olivos. So, yeah, 805, the Firestone. So, yeah, I went to school with uh, 
with some of those guys. You should talk to them because I know they're into motorcycles. I like beer. It's yeah. Like, it's a match made in heaven. Wow. My, my show isn't know. like all professional like yours, your Dakar daily podcast. Well, we wake up early. We can't just be drinking beer here at 5 a.m. We tried a beer show one time oh, wow. and it was not very successful. I'm already not good at pushing these act, buttons. A Dakar daily podcast? Yeah. So show? we tried to stay up. And oh. do it live, like for like the <laughs> final, <laughs> yeah. while while it was happening. So it was like, I think it was the prologue last year, and so it was. I was like first race, no big deal. Like, yeah, prologue, we're it'll be over super fast. You know, sit there, and then we don't have to get up early tomorrow. Well, and yeah, but it we didn't have any information. It was it, was, it ended up bad. <laughs> Wasn't our best show. Yeah, getting getting info is not that easy, especially now since they did this thing, and a lot of people don't know this. The tracking. Yeah. So we like to watch the tracking. Yeah. And now because, hey, if you think there's cheating going on, it's not cheating. There's just people that are smarter than the rules. <laughs> and so the, 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 the car guys were watching the motorcycle tracking to see where the difficult navigation was yep. because they could see where they went off and they'd say, oh, hey, we need to be careful here. And they could see who went which directions and they could see how many guys. They, they literally had guys watching it the tracking and say, Hey, there's going to place where you're going to see three tracks going off, but stay on the main track. Or they're mm. going to go, Hey, a bunch of guys went off and they went way quicker between these two CPs. Yeah. Go, go to the, go right or go left yeah, or yeah, whatever. at, at yeah. this kilometer. And they could roughly tell them. And so this is what we call map manning. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's map man for all this stuff. They're just doing it live now. Yeah. yeah so, so, so now they have to, now we can't see tracking until the cars start. So they're holding all that. That explains yeah. why yeah. it's kind of delayed. Which is going to make it really difficult for you guys to kind of be able to analyze or do the show depending on when you kind of get started. Mm, we're professionals. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> Glad I told you that right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys, you know, know why you're sitting there going, I mean, well, usually when we now? wake up, the stage is done and then we just play it. We just play it back. Yeah, like, you know, watch, watch, watch it. Just scroll it. through yeah. it. And while yeah. we're talking to looking people. At the, looking at all the, the notes. They do a pretty yeah, good yeah. job of yeah. kind of posting some notes for the most part. Yeah, yep. it, it skips some relevant stuff, and it's only part of the story. That's why it's nice having, you know, like direct connection. Like Quinn obviously knows all of the rally racers that are currently racing, basically, right. and we can hit them on yep. WhatsApp or FaceTime or man, we did a Facebook audio call last year. Like any way we can yeah. connect, we're connecting real time. Plus, we have two people there that start sending us stuff, and uh, it's it's getting to be pretty interactive Do, with so, the pits. So you guys have some journalists. Uh, yeah. Justin? Yeah. Is no. Justin so, over there? No, no. We have uh, Anthony, Anthony Bonello. He's yep. a, he's a Australian Canadian. Another and, Canadian. Uh, yep. He's uh, two of your favorites. No, they're great. <laughs> and, uh, I love them. He's, uh, he's there with a side-by-side -side team actually. You know he's doing Mexican, video, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he's embedded so, in a side-by-side -side team. Yeah, yeah. And yep. so his, he's going to be cruising around, getting voice clips and interviews and, and you know, asking questions and stuff for us. And and then uh, last year we had the guy, um, Ashley, from uh, the ASO, the guy that does all the voiceover stuff oh, right. for the ASO. He he started messaging us and he's like, hey, guys, love the podcast. You're giving me all this information. Oh, cool. Yeah. And sometimes, so, you wouldn't know this, but sometimes on the rally, you don't know what's going yeah. on. You, you yeah. know, you can't take the global view. You're focused on doing kind of, especially those guys that are working on the, in the TV production. I got to know a lot of them because when I was over there, I was, I was like, I was sleeping underneath the TV truck. Cause it was like literally this TV, I'm sorry, TV airplane Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> under the wing of the TV. It was some of the only shade in the desert. 
And it was one of the safest places to be because they didn't want the TV equipment getting stolen <laughs> at your, at your pit where your, your tent was set up a lot of the times. Yeah. Your stuff will get stolen all the time. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're working on your bike. They're not looking at your tent and some guy walks over, slits it in and Out. stuff's gone. So I, yeah. I was, I was, uh, and then they also, cause they, these bivouacs are in the middle of nowhere in Africa and they would fly to go, they couldn't get fuel where they landed. So they have to fly to a major airport and get fuel. These guys were from South Africa. They'd fly and they'd go get fuel. They'd also load up with beer <laughs> and then they'd fly back. And so I could trade my team shirt that I got a new team shirt every day yeah. for interviews and stuff. I could trade my stinky team shirt that I wear as my <laughs> undergarment. I could trade that for a beer every day underneath oh my the SAF God. airplane. Yeah. So that's, that's how I know this. So nice. a little different. Did, you, did yeah. you, you were South America. Yeah, I was South America. Yeah. So, so but I, I kind of pulled the same trick. I would, <laughs> I would sneak off and go to the, the media area cause it was usually quiet and uh -huh. it had like, uh, you know, there was behind the main tent and it kind of out of the way and you didn't have trucks coming in and out right. all night and <laughs> people banging on stuff. And so I'd carry my tent over there and set up over there. And as long as my alarm went, as long as I woke up, I was okay. You know, <laughs> cause nobody was going to know where I was. Yeah. My team knew where I was. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, they're like, Jimmy, how come you don't stay with the team? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. important. Get to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. Good, good times. Uh, cool. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy 
everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. we have here is uh let's see what are we testing at dirt bike test uh trevor trevor's testing you know trevor yeah yeah he's yeah. this little I know trevor that does a lot of stuff for us he finally gave me he, he was doing some stuff for for lee the other day wasn't he yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. he's 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 mm. your grand prix suspension yeah, yeah. guy yeah ah, kid, kid suspension guy um good kid he's got good feel yeah he actually he actually does yeah i know lee likes him yeah um so uh we're testing uh i'm testing some tour tech suspension on my tenere uh KTM 300 two-stroke, Beta 300 two-stroke. Trevor finally, he's had him for like two months. He wouldn't give him up. Do you know why? Because 300 two-strokes are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Little bitch, kid. Uh, and uh, Honda Transal. I, I need to get the videos done on those things. How's so. the uh, Tortex suspension on the... Are you Paul Torres yet? Or yeah, what are you doing on no, that no, thing? No, no, not me. You no, doing no, any no. trial I'm like, skills? I'm like small. I'm getting smaller, Quinn. I'm actually shrinking. So <laughs> that guy's like 6'8". I something. know. I, like when people go, look what he does on a bike. I go, have you seen that guy? I don't know how he rode a normal trials bike. Yeah. And he was really good at that. That guy's just breaking all these Yamaha Tenere 700 owners. They're just getting broke down. Trying Buying to do one of those does. things. They're like, and oh, thinking, I can try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you uh, see the imitators in Europe every once in a while. Oh, a video. There's a, there's a couple, there's a couple of, yeah, of guys that guys. are trying to be like, like Paul and it's oh, gosh. Really, it doesn't look the same. I, just say that. I knew a couple guys that worked. One of them worked with a company he's working with, and another was a filmer guy. And I got to see some clips. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. It's it, you know the ones that don't like, make they're the like, edit. They're like skateboarding videos. Yeah. They're literally like skateboarding videos where you're just gonna send it, and the only one you're gonna see is the banger. Yep. For sure. That's yep. the way it works out. Uh. So. Um. But anyways, you no. Know, it was really interesting. Quinn is, and you know, it's because I. There was, they had a shock that I put on and I like put it on and I'm like, oh, this is going to be way too soft. And there's something, I want to see what's inside of it because mm -hmm. I'm just curious because it was, it was, it was like good adventure comfort, but really good control. I mean, I thought it was going to be wallowy everything. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell they're doing inside of this thing. It's, it's a they have like the dual like bottoming control or something it's, in it or. So what's weird is the rebound actually is backwards the way the rebound works mm. like it's a screw you know yeah because it's it's not a it's not a you're not closing off a needle you're moving a piston okay it's so there's some you know newer newer stuff inside of the shock but really really good so good that now i have to go work on the forks and i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get the forks to work that good mm. you know so i might because it because you got a fork that's kind of you know on adventure bikes like our styles we want them a little bit stiffer yeah. we don't want to remove so much yep. and but you still need that that safety and that control and now I've got this shock that 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 feels soft, but it doesn't move. You know, it, it moves when it needs to. Right. It doesn't it doesn't wallow. And now I got forks that don't. And so I have a bike that like the back end it gets trapped. It's like air shock. 
Yeah. You, you love me hear me say air shock. Air shock. HB2 air shock. air shock. It's like air shock and trying to get the, the good thing is that bike was so stinking heavy. You could get the force to move really good. <laughs> Everything moved a lot. But uh, anyways, no, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. So I got some more work to do on that. Um, just but, a shock though, right? They so, don't make like a cartridge for the fork or anything. They just do a shock. They, I think they have a, there's somebody that has a <clears throat> cartridge kit or something. I, I was actually talking to race tech cause they have some yeah. parts and some things and, uh, but I'm trying to rebuild my TTR 125 shock, which is a little more important to me right now. Because <laughs> I don't have a shock, I don't have a flat track bike. Ooh, uh, Ooh. Mon- monkey crow, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. dangerous. All the things. Hey, uh, so we have a lot of these questions that you submit. It whether you're commenting on one of our videos, uh, in, in the chat on the Facebooks or the social media things, we go back and check all these. I collect all the questions, and then we answer them here. I'm going to ask these guys the questions. Ooh. And, uh, Hot seat, hot seat. We're in the hot seat. Right. You oh used, used to have to be in the hot seat before. So Not this scared. is on our um, just on our YZ four fifty WR four fifty videos. It says, "I love them, but their gas tank location is horrible." So he's making a sounds comment. more like a comment than a it, well, question. Sometimes there. they're comments, and we'll yeah. get this later. Uh, remember, Yamaha's a sponsor of the show, so you can't say anything <laughs> bad about about Yamaha's. But um, I. I tend to agree to a certain extent with with that. I mean, which I, part? Like the filling of the fuel tank. I mean, the little plastic like cover. Like dealing with the tiny of... little seat you have to take off, and then you have to get in your fingers inside like a hole, and like the caps hard. Like that part the... of this tank, or like handling wise, the tank's in a bad spot. Um, I don't know. It's, he didn't really explain. It's probably like working. Probably like like filling the bike up with gas. Like yeah, it's tell you what, I think, usability. I think it's, I think it's difficult. I don't want to say horrible. It's a difficult location because to make a big gas tank, which we all want. Yeah. So you, you have to easy. you have to take that seat piece off, and you have a have a thing sitting there. And Seat Concepts luckily makes a nice seat that yep. kind of cups the gas cap and and stuff. Um, it's it's definitely a problematic location for making them big because a lot of times the easiest place to make them big is like up in the front where their airbox yeah. now is. Yeah. Uh, the airbox location is awesome for power and and keeping ease it of clean. air filter yeah. maintenance and keeping it clean. It's just a, it's a trade off at this point. You just got to kind of decide because yeah. probably my the, the reason I don't ride my WR450 as much as I would is because it's a gallon short of fuel that I need, and mm-hmm. I'd rather put it in a gas tank than carry it on my back, kind of a thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, Sacri- Sacred Gardens. 1683. Do you think do you think that's his wife's uh, YouTube account? 1683. He just commented Sacred on Sacred Gardens. Gardens. Yeah. Huh. She's, I actually, sometimes I go look to see the, the pages when people comment. Or I Google go, that. Especially when they, they hmm. you know, when they're Australian and they just like slaying me. I go see how many videos. They, they talk about my sound quality. It's like, Jimmy, you need to talk closer to the microphone. I'm like, I go yeah, look at their videos. No it's a bunch of GoPro videos of them chasing their dog around their yard. <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh, hey, um, uh, Todd W nine two three four five says, "You guys set a great example for the dirt bike magazine guys to follow for their testing video." He's talking about the Cove four fifty. Oh, Cove four fifty is a hot topic right now. It is and, hot. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, your Cove video is okay. Yeah. COVID is, thanks, Jesse. Yeah, that's all right. It's, Mine was it's okay. It's too, too bad they couldn't offer the extensive insight and quantifiable Ooh. data that you did many months prior to their video. Ooh. Hey, Great buddy. job. Ooh. Keep up this quality content. And there's a thumbs up in that. 
You didn't Dang. see Carson Brown ripping out around on the rally bike though in Jim's yeah, video. That's true. That's, no, I mean, no, that scares me. Well, Carson, I, I, yeah, I could watch that kid ride all day long. Yeah, I, love, he's I love watching him. He's loose. Yeah, <laughs> he's he, good. You know, he he was one of our original test riders at Dirt Bike Test. I yeah. fired him. No, I didn't. He didn't. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I t he was he it, Jimmy. It, it, it was getting too busy. He he was getting like he was getting too busy goofing off and breaking bikes all the time, and he was making his dad write the tests and stuff. I mean, it was like kids it, not dumb. It, no, he, he he's not he, dumb. No, he's smart. If you had known Jimmy, I, I should have just kept could have just coddling him, feeding yeah. bikes. I gave him a, a CR sixty. <laughs> I, I, I gave I gave those I gave no Dwayne Brown I always said that Dwayne Brown has ruined mini bike racing completely because yeah he made them to, really good I used to be able to make here we go about mini bike racing oh gosh Langtown <laughs> who yeah, called Lang to, Langtown called they want their weld story my back my own frames with rebar and stuff you know and, and I could go to Langtown and win and then Dwayne rebar. Brown shows up with a damn YZ80 aluminum framed with an XR75 motor stuffed in it. And, and it was like, it changed everything. And that was the one that, that him and his two brothers built in their garage, you know, cause it rains all the time. They have nothing better to do than well aluminum. <laughs> I mean, they worked at Boeing. They had CNC machines that are disposable and nobody was looking. And they came down and ruined mini bike racing. Next thing you need $10,000 to race mini bikes in some guy's backyard to make a $1,200 check. I want to, I want somebody to make a meme of Jimmy saying, I used to weld my frames with rebar. <laughs> I did. I, I probably sent Dave Miller to his grave early. <laughs> cause I, I raced Dave Miller with my rebar frames too. <laughs> I got the plastic off the bike that I beat Dave Miller on out of a trash can on the side of the, the Honda box van that was, that was, that was had mouse McCoy or Larry Brooks was riding one of the eighties and they, every moto got brand new plastic and they just take the plastic off and throw it in the trash can. I'd sneak up and steal it. And then I, I bolt it cause it didn't fit my XR 80, yeah, but it looked cool. Hack so it a little I, bit. So I bolt it on. That's how you get started. That's, awesome. That's desire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a lot's changed. I was going to tell you guys, how's your co video? That's oh, awesome. Go 450 video. Uh, it's amazing. We wrote it. Uh, we didn't get to race it. We didn't get to keep it for that long. Oh. So we just had it for like a little afternoon out in Page, Arizona, after the Hard Enduro in Arizona. Oh. Grinding Stone. So I, me and Sean Finley took it for a rip. We actually had both of them and then we just ripped them around and wrote oh. them for a little first impression. Can it's I on tell Cycle you how to News make YouTube. A, can I tell you how to make a. Uh, uh, expertise and insight, quantifiable data in your video? No, no. I, I want to see. I want to see a teardown on that thing. So, see, so pull the tanks off, and let's so, look at the engine mounts. So, you know, it's funny. Out. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Pull, pull it apart, and I, I should have videoed it when I did it. But I, I, problem is, I don't put enough quantifiable data into my videos. It's kind of like this. I just do it because <laughs> I need to know. So and you piss off all the people that work for a, you. It's a KTM shell. Mm -hmm. It's like a KTM, like the it's shapes. Like they copied the fuel tanks exactly, almost. Yeah, right? yeah. There, it's it's that, but the motor is a Honda 450 RX kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The chassis is more Honda, more that, yep. but steel, steel not, frame. It's yeah. a steel frame, but not. It's pretty amazing when you start looking at it. I did look at all this stuff, but the, so I we took it, we picked it up in in um, Washington, basically the Canadian border. Because I couldn't go across the border because those beady-eyed people come out of their caves and try to attack me. Like, <laughs> it was the summer, so they're out. I mean, it's not like anyhow. Canadians. Uh, so we rode down. it from there back down to Pahrump. We took the mm -hmm. cove and, and rode and took my tenor and we loaded them up. We put some Moscow bags on the thing, and me and uh, Matt rode back down to Pahrump. And thing had a good time. It, it 
it did its job. It was a really good, like, like I'll call it lightweight adventure bike. Mm-hmm. Um, comfortable. Not very fast. Like I said, it's it's a it's a 450 with like 350 level power. Yeah, it's not exciting. To you just have to rev it. You know, you, yeah. if you yep. want, if you want a lot of power, you have to rev it. So you kind of, I jokingly say, you ride it like a rally bike. <laughs> you know, you rev it. Rev it out. You don't have to, but when you're going 70 miles an hour down the road, you're kind of revving it. So good bike. When I got back, I did a full service on it. You know, pulled the air fi- oil filter, air filter. Air filter is totally clean. You know, we didn't ride in the dust too much. But I've never seen magnets come out of a an engine with so little metal. I mean, minimal. The oil looked pretty. It was used. Yeah. You know, we when we used the clutch a lot. We we went in some pretty technical trails where we were first gear. You know, because it's geared tall. Yep. The one yeah. that we had was geared tall, um, which would help the the throttle response a little bit to lower the gearing. And I know they talk about this, but we did. And we just rode it the way it came and it had the cat in it, the whole nine years. I was blown away by how clean mm. the oil, I cut the oil filter. I'm looking for like, it wasn't like one gear shard inside of it. No aluminum. Uh, the, the, the magnet, you know, when you wipe a magnet off, it leaves like a pretty good black spot on a paper towel. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It, it's cleaner huh. than any of my bikes that I've ever pulled apart. And that, that blew me away. And Kind of I mean, surprised. the Chinese, like a lot of their stuff, like their engine cases and things like that are all their tooling is basically brand new, right? It's, yeah. it's really good, high quality stuff. And so a lot of the like engine cases, especially coming out of China are better than the stuff that comes out of Europe because it's Fresh. all new equipment yeah. and it literally just is basically they'll build a state of the art factory just there f- for that reason, Yeah, for that bike, you know? I was, I was, like I said, I was kind of blown away. And then I talked talk to them about like kind of what Cove, 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 whatever they're, what they're really trying to do. You know, they're trying to kind of set themselves as yep. the higher, you know, the higher standard brand and different things. And it was that motor had the bottom end of the, what is it? CF moto or it's, yeah, it's, 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 Shung it's the, Zen. So, Zen. yeah, it's a, I, I found it on, on Alibaba, oh, yeah. the engine and you can it's, buy it, yeah. you can buy it. Yeah. It's, it's a Honda and, 450X. Kind of R slash clone thing. And you know, like I, I'm still trying to figure, I've never seen a, a Cove motorcycle. So like, I don't know if they're an established brand in China or I've never seen anything other than this rally bike. Yeah. And it's the only uh, one I've seen. So I think they're just taking bits and pieces and, you know, they're buying an engine from CF moto and then maybe they're getting someone to do a chassis for them and then copy the KTM fuel tanks and, and put it all together in, in one package. Um, the other thing is like that, that prototype 800 or 700 adventure bike that they, yeah, the that twin. they put out at, at Eichma yeah, or the twin whatever, cylinder. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's like our 790 engine. Motor, yeah. Right. So they're, they're buying like for people that don't know, like we, we sold KTM sold the old, uh, 790 engine to CF moto and as kind of a part of a joint venture. And, uh, right. now they're producing 790 adventures for, for KTM. Correct. But they Cause, own cause that you, engine. You, you moved all of KTM production to China, right, Quinn? <laughs> all of it. It's all there. <laughs> yeah. You buy a new 300, it's coming from China. I, I saw no, the I didn't say release. that. <laughs> you know so, so basically. Let's get, let's get to the bottom of this. It, yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother <laughs> no, topic. But no. so, yeah, I mean, the of stuff, course. Hey, the stuff, I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I mean, I do care where it comes from. I'd love it to be American made. I mean, good God, if we could. And Frank White wants to come on the program and talk about American Made and <laughs> yeah. ATK and Avenger and all the, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it, which would be interesting. It'd be an awesome, awesome topic. But the, you know, 
some of the stuff that you think is coming from one place is coming from another place. It just gets yeah. shipped around the world and assembled someplace yep. or where it's made. And your stuff might have been coming from China a long time ago. Because, like you said, they make. I mean, the the whole like the whole reason that so KTM obviously some of the street bike production is getting moved to China. So you're going to see a lot of like smaller displacement, you know, lower end bikes coming coming out of China. Um, all the premium bikes, the dirt bikes, the big adventure bikes, and stuff like that are going to continue to come from from Madenkoven. Right. But uh, the like the the 390 comes from India. Yeah, 390 comes from India. It has, you know, since the very beginning, right? It was never ever right. designed to be produced in Austria. Like that that bike was industrialized for the Indian market and it's sold around the world. It's a good bike. Yeah. And it's a it's a yeah. like it's funny because I I, I, really I don't like know why. I have two of them. I own two of them. I don't know why I forget that when people start talking about like adventure bikes and stuff, I don't know why I just kind of forget that. To, that. to recommend a 390 yeah. adventure. It's like Honda CR300L, CRF300L. And where's that yeah. probably built? Brazil? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and that's the whole, the whole root of the, of the China thing is, is on the street side, you have to compete on price. And so you're competing with Kawasaki, you know, Yamaha, Honda that are all building bikes in China and, you know, Thailand, Thailand and Indonesia, yeah, Indonesia yeah. and stuff like that. So to compete in the street, you have to have a low Price cost advantage. bike. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, Austria is basically at capacity just building dirt bikes and adventure bikes. So it's difficult to expand beyond that. And, you know, but it, it's pretty amazing. Like you said, with the 390 adventure, I mean, like Jesse and I, we've taken those things on, on rides all over and there's, they're yeah. a killer bike. Like we thrash the hell out of two. They just keep coming back yeah. for more. Yeah. So I rode it. We did the same ride that I did on the Cove. I yeah. did on a KTM 390 the year yeah. before. I mean, yep. different, different, like, but same distance and all the stuff. Me and Logan, there's supposed to be mm -hmm. a video, but I need to get chat GTP or AI to finish the damn country <laughs> song that I wrote. <laughs> I got most of the words done. I could probably feed it in as you, he just yeah, showed yeah. me. It'll do it'll it for make you. A theme yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I don't want to give up my uh, only, you know, skill in life to, because uh, this. And that's what we're going to be stuck with. Tech is Talk Taco Tuesday, number 216. Mm, if I can't do it on Tuesday, I'm probably just going to ask like an AI to do it for me. Yeah. It'll be better. We'll replicate you pretty soon. I mean, right. Chinese dirt bikes and AI journalists. Yeah. Will be in business. <laughs> yeah it's getting there. <laughs> Uh, 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 Marsh Seamarsh3756 says, this show really needs to be sponsored by Adderall. Okay. <laughs> I just watched a documentary on Adderall. And really? All Is it good for it. you? I don't think it's good for you, but I'm interested. Okay. Oh, good. I'll take that as a compliment then. Yeah. Um, you know, Quinn, at any time, you can just pat me on the back you know, when, <laughs> when it gets to this point. Uh, Roger Sipes uh, 35, uh, 3335 says, outstanding review. And that, that, that could have been posted on any one of our amazing videos on www.dirtbiketest.com. That's an easy one to remember. Yeah. Dirtbiketest. It's not, you don't have to spell it out. Just no. say dirtbiketest.com. Nobody does the www thing anymore. They don't? You don't have to. Do you think AI, AI, AI would do it? If you asked AI to do a read, would it put the W's in front of it? Well, yeah, it'll do whatever yeah, you tell it to. That's the yeah. point. Well, if you didn't really give it, it depends, you can guidelines. give it a style. You can say, do it like, you know, Promote a guy, like a under 40 guy would do it. Yeah, say do it, it like or a cool like person. a, you know, old, is, tired. I, I'm curious. Is this how you're doing all your testing these days? You sit in the office and ask AI to do uh, yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. Do, <laughs> 
I, I, I've knows. seen I've seen him put the the, the 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 schematics on the on the thing and have the have the what what's the name of the damn um, SolidWorks yeah. shake oh, yeah. shake the frame and bend yeah. the swing arm and it's, it's like, like the you topological know? optimization and yeah it, you can simulate anything. It, hey Quinn, back in my day, I don't like to talk about myself too much on the show, <laughs> but. Uh, they, they they said, hey, Jimmy, go jump this tabletop on the rally bike because they need to see if the frame stretched. Yeah. I mean, we, we still do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because AI cannot do what I do. No. Do they just come out with like a tape measure or like a fixed fixture and like stick it in the axles? They're like, yes, it stretched. Like, no, do they, they just physically took, they measure it? They took the whole frame apart, drove it back to Germany and put it in a jig. That was because, like... Because we were in like, we were in... We were in Spain, I think. We oh, were okay. Go you were in Europe. We were the, yeah. The track. They literally took the whole bike apart, bolted another frame because we were trying some different foot peg locations and stuff. Mm. Drove it back to Germany and put it in the jig. Jeez. And and measured measured it up and then if measure it for if stretch. It, yeah, they were going to tr- try some different reinforcements and things. But every day it was like, okay, here's a new frame. Go jump the tabletop. And I mean, it was a huge. It was like a 120 footer. Yeah. Like on a on a. It, uh. You know, you want to know what's interesting about that thing is because the motors went like this, not like this. You'd ha- you'd have to scrub a little bit so you landed straight. <laughs> I had to learn to lean into well, it. You're in the air for that, and, like, you can't, and you can't panic rev. If your front end goes low, you have to resist panic revving. Just ride it, will, it out. It'll it'll, it'll twist. It'll, it'll turn oh. down. It's like a turn down scrub. It's really bad. <laughs> scrub built yeah. in. Yeah. Um, hey, we Larry Larry R ninety four hundred says any preference between the CRF four fifty X and the WR four fifty F for senior rider doing easy single track. Uh, and do I think that maintenance and longevity are comparable? Jesse doesn't talk that much, so we'll ask him. <laughs> I think they're comparable maintenance and longevity. If you're looking at it, I call it headlight bike, right? These are headlight 450s. 450. Right. Is this is this a technically a green sticker bike? Are they green sticker well, so, anymore? So here, here's oh the, boy, here we go. Uh, because Yamaha's not right. No, it's not even sold in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. no. Um. But the the Honda and the R, it's a four fifty X. Yeah, so it'll have all the emissions on it. I don't know what Honda are they are they able to? Does they have a plastic tank? They're still green sticker. They're still green. X is still green sticker. Yeah, I thought the X was essentially the L without subframe weight, all the turn signals and everything has the same similar emission system as uh, all the the L stuff. Yeah, yeah, it has, yeah, a, it has tank, a street so legal it's, tank. It's a street legal tank. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, you know, at at that point with those kind of bikes, the thing with the WR is it's it's definitely comes more corked up. It's yeah, it, or you can't get it, you know. Yeah. But even even when you're buying it as a fifty state bike, Yamaha has a different way of interpreting the rules. Like you guys have a certain way, Honda has a certain way. Sure. Everybody has a certain way, and the thing that changed recently, and it kind of came out of nowhere was all the evaporative emissions stuff. Mm-hmm. They went, then that's why I was asking about the gas tank because I couldn't remember because it has to know you actually. So when, it's a spill. It's a tip it, test. It's when the bike tips yeah. over that gas has to stay contained on the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it requires charcoal canisters and all the same stuff that your, your car and your street has and street bikes have. Yeah. So that, that got difficult. Um, I guess it, I, I would, I would wonder what kind of single track it is and if and those are either one of those bikes. bikes is the right choice for true single track. He said easy, easy single, track. single track. Which like I would say easy single track is kind of like quad trail. That's two track. Yeah, I know. They have two but, they have two uh, wheels in a row. I, I have people so, ask me like like 
they, they, so the quantification of like different roads. I mean, yeah, those are yeah, both yeah. heavy bikes. There's no standard. Goes, There's no yeah, standard. They're, sure. they're big bikes. And then you guys just started coming back with 500 XCFW. Yeah. And 450. Yes. So. And a 450 also? No. So four, 500 W is the green sticker bike. Right. It's, it's XWF. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Just add some letters. Yeah. 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 So that's green sticker. So that's a California legal 500 and 350. Mm -hmm. And then the 450 XCF W is yes. a competition bike. So 450 XCF W. So is that it's an enduro competition bike headlight? So when you PDS. think, yeah, when you think KTM or Husqvarna 450s are competition Race. bike, Right. And 350 and 500 are street legal and green sticker. So that so that 450 would be six speed transmission. Yes. Yes. It's it's just like the. It's a, a European 450 EXC. Okay. So it does have some uh, emissions. There's stuff. no emission stuff. No emissions. Yeah. Stuff. It's there. It would be their uncorked, uncorked version. version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it does. So it's a competition bike. So, so you don't get a green sticker or registration in California. A lot of guys in Colorado and Arizona yeah. and Nevada don't care about yeah. that kind of thing. So the, the 450 has actually been a really strong bike for people outside of California. Right. Yeah. And it, it, so it doesn't have, it's, it's, it doesn't have any evap stuff on it. It's no. just right. No. It's, it's a race bike. Like, like a race bike. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. They, yeah, they a lot really of people. Know. So the first year, nobody really knew about it. I don't even so the know first about year this, was, was 23. Yeah. And no one okay. really knew what it was. And, and we had to, it was, it was kind of slow. Like it didn't really sell. And then we were like trying to explain to people, Hey, it's. Cause someone told me, they go, you can't, don't get a 500, get a 450. And I'm like, why? I like, yeah. the, I like the 500 engine character better. Yeah, I just, I just really do. And, uh, and they're like, no, because it doesn't have all the stuff. I'm like, it's, it's an EXC or XCFW. And you're like, I did. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's confusing is, is. Heck, but you know, the, I mean, we have to provide a bike, a green sticker bike for California customers that just want to go buy a bike and go to Kennedy Meadows or go to Gorman right. or whatever and, and ride on legally on public land. So yep. that's, and not have to pay a registration and insurance like you would on like a street legal street bike. bike. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah, filling in that hole. Like, like, yeah, this is our, our answer to guys that want to race the bike and people outside of California. Right. Yeah. So no, it's. That's interesting. I, I I learned something tonight, so it's good. Every once in a while. That's why we're here. Um, XLV seven fifty RD one. Whoa. Yeah. It says it's name. called a centrifugal clutch. I, I did a review on a on a. I explained how a recluse clutch works. Mm -hmm. It's like no, he's wrong. It's called a recluse clutch. I think that's the name. It it works on the principles of centrifugal force. I'll, yeah. I'll agree with them there, but <laughs> yes, um, it does. I'm I'm glad that he pointed that out. You know, it's like it's yeah. I, you know, just like you pointed out that I mean, you make a bike that I don't know about, yeah. and and it's just a trivial clutch. So I'm, I I should pat you on the back, Jimmy, because you're you're subjecting yourself to all of this stuff publicly. It's yeah, good job. I, I wouldn't makes, do this. Makes you're, admitting yeah. you're admitting mistakes. Too. Uh, Husky Hauler twenty six uh, says, "Excellent co-host." Which one? Well, we're not talking about this show. Oh, oh. yeah. So don't get your hopes up. So <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, uh, it was it was actually um, Pete from Moscow Moto. You know? Oh Pete? yeah, Pete. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he came out. Actually, came out and took my class. Him and a couple of his employees took 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 the class, and uh, now he's in like some country riding around like he always does. 
with the skills yeah, you he taught seems him. to ride a lot. Yeah, he rides a lot. Oh, I know Pete's, he's riding a lot because he Pete's, parked at my house and he just started based out of my house yeah. and left a, left his trailer there. I think in general, people can agree that Pete's doing it right. Yeah, I think Pete's got it figured out. Yeah. He showed up, He, sh- he but he showed up on a Tuesday. And you know what happens oh, when you show boy. up on a Tuesday? Co-host. Co-host. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, but not anybody. You know, you got to be a, a high-profile industry figure. <laughs> To, to, to do that. Uh, or, you know, you have to have a studio that has all the right equipment and everything set up. Uh, we have, we have more stuff in the chat here. I have a couple more questions there. Oh boy. Hope they're good ones. Oh boy. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> we've got hashers, you know, my, my, ah. my bad habit of, are you, you know, you know what my new year's resolution was, I, can't imagine you ever had a New Year's resolution. Did I tell you earlier? Did I tell you? No, no, you forgot to mention it. No, no. So, so I have this thing where I like running beer miles. Yes, I've tried that with you before. It didn't oh, work. Yeah. So I went one quarter of a mile, and I'm like, I'd rather just sit down and drink beer. That's easier. So my New Year's resolution this year was to not run like beer miles or something. So on, I went running with my running club, and we did one on the first like. 10 o'clock in the morning. Just blew it right away. <laughs> so it's now, now I'm back. Now I'm back to normal. <laughs> Got that out of your system. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, Broke your new year's resolution. So did you have questions January from first. hashers or comments? Yeah. Well, um, are they inappropriate? Uh, like most hashing things? Well, like one of them said to San Felipe, Bob, uh, I saw it here a second ago. It was, it was a hasher. Hunka hunka. Ooh. Uh, says to San Felipe, Bob, where did it go? Quit pounding the little man until your cuff heals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Jesse G said, would KTM consider putting at least three gallons of gas on the EXC model stock? That's a really good question. Uh, yeah, that is a that is actually, you know, a really good question. And, I, I mean, in the end, you know, we've, we've discussed this before, but – in the end, it kind of, for us, it's, it's easier just to leave it for the aftermarket. I mean, it depends on what, obviously if you're talking EXC street legal, then, you know, that's more fuel. We, we talk about the EVAP system that, that you have to have to, to make the bike pass EPA regulations and whatnot. So yeah, more fuel, you're going to have to have a bigger EVAP system, all these things. So we tend to leave yeah, that for the aftermarket. It's funny. Cause I don't think a lot of like you know, regular consumers kind of understand like, like a lot of what you do. You probably, mm-hmm. when, before you did what you do. I didn't understand it. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm still learning all the time when I was yeah. like, why can't you do this? It's like, oh, and then you, and you get to the, like, well, it has to do with some regulation. Yep. Uh, you know, like everybody's like, why do they sell them all corked up? Like, have you heard of the sound testing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the tires on your bike are not on your bike because they're the best tires for traction and performance they pass a sound test on bikes that are required to do that. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, a 500 and 350 XC is a, is a street legal bike. And so it has to pass sound tests, braking tests, uh, all the emission tests, um, you know, EVAP shed tests where they're, they put them in a shed, like it's a simulated hot environment. Yeah. Yeah. And there can't be any fuel vapors that come off the bike. So there's a lot of, a lot involved in like delivering that bike. So, you know, try to, you yeah, have a I mean, formula that works and kind of I mean, stick you, to that. Got, you've got to be thankful that some of these manufacturers are willing to go through the hoops that it takes to get these bikes to you. I mean, just, you know, the, yep. and, and the fact that the good thing is, like you said, we'll let the aftermarket manufacturers take care of it. Some people only want a gallon. 
Yeah. I, I want two. I want the stock tank or I want two more gallons because I'm going right. to ride it completely, you know, sort of completely different. And, you know, in, in Europe too, that the, the EXCs are, are, you know, what we have here is pretty close to what like the competition bikes are in Europe and, and they only want a, a two gallon tank. Like they don't want much more than, than that. So getting yeah. them to I mean, I mean there's a gas station more tanks. there's a, there's a gas station in every town kind of thing and their <laughs> yeah. towns aren't more than 10 miles apart right right yeah and now also like they sh they're a very similar fuel tank to what what's on like the XCs and XCWs and so you know to have one tank is a lot easier um correct uh Takamoto Co Ooh. they're watching us live says we'll get some jail private later label Adderall up on the website Oh, yeah. that's a good stuff. Yeah. That's a good stuff. I don't know if you want to go into that business, Mike. I mean, we, I actually, I, I know some suppliers no. out in Pahrump. Oh, <laughs> we heard about what Pahrump was good for earlier in the show. If you try not I mean. to insult it's, anybody it's, here. Yeah. It starts with an M it's M Adderall. <laughs> Meh. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, most, I, you know, what's funny is I don't know why it's so, it's so uh, stereotypical of like the kind of the desert Southwest because it's in the woods. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's just it's rural. Yeah, yeah. I, all all just, places with low population just struggle go with to those trank, problems. You know, just just cut oh, the geez. M out and go to the T. <laughs> yeah, <trank. laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keith Dowdle, does Jimmy still do the running beer drinking competition thing? Oh, <laughs> yeah. If so, does he offer a class for that? I oh, there speaking we go. of Keith Dowdle is a cycle news contributor. Oh, okay. by the way, he's one of our he's head adventure, adventure bike guy. Okay. Yeah, he's a longtime Honda employee. Him and oh, you know, know Ray Conway, right. all those guys. Uh, Keith is Keith the man. Yeah, he used to pit for us down in yeah, Mexico. Yeah. So yeah. when Johnny Campbell was doing the Nevada rally, Keith was Keith driving was the, the truck. That yeah, yeah. Carried all the parts and stuff like and that. And he's fit, retired. He'd be great. At hashing, uh, they're they're already giving him cheers in the in the chat. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're recruiting him over there. Oh, he doesn't know what he's getting into. He's gonna have a weird nickname soon. Uh, Gronk <laughs> Valley Bomb Squad says, uh, "I regretfully bought a twenty one Beta five hundred RRS because I didn't want to uncork a five hundred EXC." So what's He's in Canada, regret? so I don't know what uncorking hmm. involves there. What's the regret? Uh, usually, it's the top of a beer can. <laughs> a. a next bike is going to be orange if it's not a Cove Rally. Mm. What's the 450 model in Canada? A 450 XCFW? I think it's the yes, same. It's right? the same. So yeah, yeah that's a North it's American model. So yeah, 450 XCW would be a competition bike in Canada as well. Yeah, and they can plate competition bikes there. Which would be fairly similar to a Beta 500 probably because Beta doesn't do a lot of strict emissions in my opinion, <laughs> you they're ride the their bikes they, and they were they're getting to the point where they have to, they have to start. Yeah. I mean, they it's, might, it's as like they get ATM bigger, was right? 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean the, you know, the more volume they, uh, they sell, I don't know what the threshold is, but I know there's low volume except, except exemptions with, uh, with EPA and stuff. And so if it's below a certain level, sure. they can have a, you know, mm -hmm. A little, there maybe the regulations a little yeah. less stringent, but uh, that 450 is like yeah, I don't know. super popular. I was talking to Chris Vestal, Moto Minded again. And he's like, I just went for a trail ride, and I was like, I'm jealous because I'm in the office. And he's like, Yeah, I got that 450. It's so awesome. And he's Colorado guy, so I think he has a license. No, they're loud. Probably the 450 or the five. Yeah, betas. The five for the beta. I just know the beta street legal bike. It's like rah, rah, rah. yeah, because they they sound like little it's got trophy an trucks. on it. Or yeah, they like have it? a full FMF <laughs> system on some of them, and they just rip. The 430 oh. is especially raspy and yeah. 
and spunky and really fun to ride. Is is that? I mean, are the ones you guys are seeing are those stock, or they've been the ones that I'm talk that I've ridden recently? We actually Kit Palmer, I think, at Cycle News has a 500 RR street like bike right yeah. now. But you know, I haven't he, ridden it. he should get on the show is is Rodney Smith. He tell oh, you he tell yeah. you all about the emissions. On yeah, the yeah, <laughs> he would. <laughs> I could probably get right. I just have him come down and tell yeah. him let's go riding on Tuesday. Yep. It's go. like, hey Rodney, sit down right over there. Why do I sit here? Here's tequila. He's their me- he's their media guy. I know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rodney yeah. brings Rodney bikes hook you up. by all the time. It's uh, it's all that's all good. Uh Chris Alamango. So you familiar with this guy? I've heard he's of him. Australian. Oh. Yeah. He says one of your fans. Uh, does Jimmy still do the pushy death ride? If so, when Ooh. is the next one? Ooh. You know the pushy death yeah, ride. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never yeah, been yeah. invited because yes. you're inconsiderate. Um no, because you chickened out. It's just, it's a, like a little 33 mile. It's, it's really fun. It's the mountain bike one. That, yeah. We started the, the white pipe okay. and we yeah. ride up to my cabin. Yeah. yeah. At 33 miles. It's always, it's always really hot and it's like the wind Sandy. seems to always blow in your face the whole way. It's uphill and it's sand, but they Sounds paved great. the first section now. So it's gotten a lot easier. I did it last year. I hadn't ridden. I, I probably did like 10 miles in the whole year preceding it. I did the, I did it last year. It was horrible. <laughs> Sounds I, like one of our bad ideas. I, it sounds very normal I, for us. I probably drank more beers than I did miles on the bike. <laughs> it was it was a long it was a long day. Donna Tony just like did out and backs and stuff. Yeah, Donna Tony's not <laughs> breaking doing, a sweat doing hell repeats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an athlete. He, he rode a gravel bike on it. Yeah, in, in, in the sand. I, like that I, really. Sucks. I ran into Donna Tony. We were uh, doing the rock cobbler gravel bike race in uh bakersfield oh, okay. and i ran into donatoni i was out on the course and <laughs> i'm eating a bag of like you know potato whatever chips. potato chips and i'm trying to ride my bike and i look over and the donatoni next to me <laughs> is he doing push-ups or burpees or something yeah. to get a workout in he, he hung out for a minute and i'm like go yeah here <laughs> i'm not gonna keep up with you dan donatoni so okay back to the uh i had where's our, where's a question got a couple other more so if you have any more questions, uh, feel free to pop them up in the chat. We will get to m- all of those tonight. Uh, thanks again. Uh, I, I was informed by one of our um, people in the chat that I need to reintroduce my uh, oh, co-host. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Je- Jesse Ziegler from Cycle News. Hi. And uh, Digital Throttle yeah. and the Dakar Daily Podcast. Yeah, Dakar Rally uh, Daily Podcast. Dakar Rally Daily brought to you by Climb. Brought to you by Climb. And Moto Minded. other people. And Moto Minded. Right. KTM. And fast company. Fast, gas, fast company. Do you, so you're going to get rally your, navigator. Rally navigator. I get paid every time I say these words. Uh, Mike rally Shirley navigator. just texted me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to nice. get Mike Shirley rally navigator because we've got to go work on the Nora Mexico 1000. Yeah. Do you think if there was a 10 grand purse, it would get some pro riders there? To the Mexican 1000? Yeah, Nora. Uh, yeah, it's probably full, it's full road book. And really, I'm gonna, and I'm going to make them. Like I'm, I'm I, I sent, I, I sent, mean, I sent away kind of some of my proposals today for where I wanted to go. Like it's, it's not going to be, it's, it's going to be, it'll be good. It'll be yeah. like no, no trophy truck hoop bullshit. It's going to be, you're going to have to find the canyons and, yeah. and I mean, it sounds super cool, but you know, that the hard thing is with, with like pro guys here is that you either, it's either, you know, Ricky or Skyler, you know, Mason and those guys and, and, they're busy. They're in contracts and, and all this stuff. So then, you know, there's there's a few other guys that would possibly do it. But it, yeah, because I don't know if we, I mean, I think we might get some of the top guys that might, because who knows, do we know where Snore is at? We know it's off yet. the, 
It's off the it's F-I-M. off the calendar. FIM right? calendar. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be in April. I talked to Ace today, and he okay. said April, but he doesn't know when. And I don't think Darren's posted anything yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I'm just thinking that. I mean, it's especially if you're a beginner, you you want to get into rally. I promise you, this is the best one because there's nothing crazy technical with the map books, and we're three years in. Mm-hmm. You, you know, to doing it map yeah. only and, and everybody resisted. Cause you know, this Baja guys want to see big giant arrows on yeah. eight by 10 sheets and they want to pre-run and all this other stuff. So everything we did broke the rules because Nora wanted to make it safe. And the good thing about with, with rally format is the dangers are marked in the road book mm-hmm. and we didn't make the road book difficult. So it was easy to stay on the course and the dangers were marked. And so that the, the, the safety went up, you know, we had less yep. uh, incidents, but we want to start making it better because now a lot of the guys that have been doing it. They're like, Hey, this rally format's actually really fun. Like yeah. making these road books is fun. Um, I, in part of Nora's deal with me was everybody took the class. They okay. took my rally navigation class. Hmm. So we taught them to navigate. So they weren't going out there blind. Of course, you know, probably 60% of them just like, you know, logged in and then went and made dinner or drank beer. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't drink beer while I was doing the, the class, but, uh, you know, we, we, you know, taught them and they actually were very successful at, at navigating and the, the road books got yeah. high level. I mean, they're, they're as good as they're, they're as good as you can make road books for, for, you know, for what we're doing. And, uh, so kind of a, kind of a cool thing. So if you're into rally and you want to, st- if you want to start, cause it's hard, it's almost impossible to do an event in the United States. Yeah. Because yeah. just a permitting, I know this because I work on other events where we do cross, not, we don't really do cross country. We do cross country in open areas because yep. the only place you can do it. And, and, but the permitting, you literally have to permit every road anybody could possibly drive on. Yeah. So if you it's get lost, you, ha- that has that to be part of the co- course. Yeah. 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 And, and there's guys that are saying, oh yeah, I'm going to do a rally. And there's a guy in Utah, the Kota rally mm-hmm. where he has managed to get a permit and, and you look at his list of requirements, like you have to run a DOT tire in a tube mm. because a moose really? is not DOT. <laughs> and so it's it's like his, and he's just doing his best to, to fit get it into to happen. the rules and make it yeah. happen. Which and is to, cool. To, which is, I mean, it's awesome, it's awesome that, he's, yeah. that, he's, that he's going to this level to do it. And, but it but shows you how his, ridiculous the rules are. <laughs> his whole rally is under a speed limit. Really? Because... Yeah, because you're on, on you're on public road public here or a public trail. Limit. Like yeah. trails, there's certain areas, and I know this just from working on some of the other stuff I do. There's speed limits in rural roads, and if if you all of a sudden close it down, it becomes a closed course. Yeah. Right. Then it Ish. has to be marked. It has to be blocked, patrolled, and control. every possible intersection has to be controlled. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're going to have to go to Baja to Mexico yeah. to mainland Mexico and stuff to do uh, these type of things, and that's a whole another level of how do we do this? Luckily, you know, when I work with Nora, I have um, my car- counterparts, my Mexican counterparts are, they know the rules, they know how to do this. And it's, it's pretty cool, but yeah. So if you're, yeah, if you, no, it, I, it sounds like a fun event. I yeah. mean, I know everybody who does it is super stoked. It's, and it's, like, it's the, they call it the funnest race on yeah. earth. And it's, it's, it's like doing the Baja 1000, but break it into six days. It's almost like pre-running. It's, mm, like, yeah. it's almost like your last pre-run. Yeah, you, you know, it's your first one because you've never been on this stuff before. But it's like your last one because you're riding at a race pace, and we have safety. You know, there's there's medical. It's, I mean, it's we don't have helicopters flying around. 
like in Dakar and stuff, which is some of the best medical I've ever yeah, for experienced sure. in my life. Um, it, it, after I got back from Dakar, I was like, why the hell would I ever want to go down and race in Baja again? I mean, yeah. just like then, score. Yeah. Just hands off. I'm yeah. Not, not I mean, going to touch that. Like just oh, take care of yourself. That's we've had that, that discussion, you know, in, in the scores. Recently, yeah. yeah. They've asked, they've asked me, you know, like how, how can we get KTM back to Baja? How can we get them back down there? And I'm just like, you, I mean, I can give you a list, but <laughs> you're not going to like it, yeah, same. you know? And it's basically what, what Nora has done was, is pretty close to, aside from maybe obviously more, more, uh, helicopter safety and stuff. But you know, the, the big thing was like, you, you're going to have to break it into stages. You're going to have to control the stages. You're going to have yeah. to have, you know, a specific section where everything you have a helicopter in the air. And you know, if that helicopter can't fly, you're going to have to do have a plan yeah, B. It. Yeah. Everybody's got to park. And yeah. that's what, that's what the ASO does for, for Dakar. And yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's, and, and they, they're smart about the way they do it. And they, they, they the, the, the helicopters in the air to film things, yeah. but when stuff goes wrong, it becomes medical. And so TV's paying for it. Secondary or primary mission, but it, it, it becomes medical and they have, they have cars on the ground mm -hmm. and, and the good thing, I mean, think about it, it's bad, but it's good. Is like, when a when there's an, an an incident, the helicopter goes there. That's good footage. I mean, yeah. there's something's yeah, yeah. going on there. It's not good, but then they can address the situation yeah. and take care of it. And having been a having been a uh, a recipient of <laughs> you know flying in a helicopter in Dakar, you, you know I, I appreciate yeah. this. I understand this. You know, otherwise I'd it's really I'd be dead out there. <laughs> you know, so. Different, different, different. Yeah, I mean, things. you know, you see, like at the thousand this year, what happened with uh, with Cade, the the rider for um, for Mark Samuels, yeah. yeah. And I mean, he crashed just not not too long before before dark down there, right? So when you know, if you crash at three o'clock and then they don't have a helicopter to you and you know in the air before the sun goes down, like you're not getting out of there. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I want to say they didn't get him out until the next day. And, uh, yeah, just a whole chain of events that was, that was gnarly. And, and that's mm. not the, this isn't by any means the first time that's happened in that no, race. No, and not at I all. Mean, when you're, when you're racing at night, you knew this. And when I raced for Honda, there was a plane in the air at night. Mm -hmm. There was, there was a, there was a plane and we had chase trucks that were on the highways and stuff that knew how to be able to get to you. Yep. And it was, it was at least thought about yeah. if something went wrong, here's what we're going to do. And, and you always, you always rode knowing that, look, <laughs> you can't crash down here. Yeah, this I, is not you're on your own. Yeah. I mean, even I, I, I mean, I guess I always sort of rode like that a little bit, you know, but you're racing and you kind of take a little bit into your own, you know, your own hands, but you got to understand the situation. And especially when you're, you're involving manufacturers at their level with their highly paid guys and stuff like that, you expect a certain amount of safety um, to, to yep. be, it's dangerous. It's dangerous what we do. I mean, Heck, your your uh, Dakar Daily podcast, yeah, uh, the first one, the pre-show was it's all live about now. The injuries, yeah. injuries of, and these are a lot of guys, a lot of times just guys out training, yeah. which which blows me away, by the way, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know, I it just like it's like, do we have a new send it culture? Is is medical gotten so good these days that it's like, oh, I can go to the hospital, no big deal. I, 
You know, I, th I think it is, it's a little bit of that, like with, with social media and everything now. And it's like, these guys are all trying to outdo each other with, you know, who can, who can send it off the dune the furthest. And, you know, they stop every 25 kilometers to video each other and, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're, you're, you do that stuff long enough. You're going to crash. Back, back when Kevin was Honda and yep. he was, Kendall was his guy, our buddy Kendall. Yeah. And Kendall's like, I just feel like I'm this guy's filmer. <laughs> Yeah, film me, film oh, me. And, and and then I would see it, you know, because I'm seeing. I'm like, what the hell? You're gonna die! Like, you can't ride like that around here. I mean, this, no, is, like, yeah. this is like his first tour around like Perump. It's like, dude, our road books are not made this. I remember way. Beretta when he came over? Oh yeah, <laughs> destroy himself. Yeah, in Barstow. Yeah, that was Barstow. He 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 didn't get to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he I think he did like two days of suspension out at our place, and yeah. like he. he you blame the bike. And I was like, no, it's prump. <laughs> I mean, when we did road books for, for the most part, it, we would just go ride like a dual sport ride or something. Right. You didn't. My like, road books, the first them. line in the damn road books is not marked for safety Yeah, because no dangers. We could, we could have a, we could have a, a thunder shower and it, it, it's going to, everything's going to change. And in reality, and this is the way I, you know, when, when I'm talking to these guys, when we're working with these guys, it's like, look, if you get off the ideal course, it's no longer marked for danger. Even yeah. though you see in three quarter miles, there's a danger. Yeah. Well, that ditch cuts at an angle that comes at it closer and it comes at a half mile. And that, that triple down yeah. is now at a half mile, three quarters of a mile. So you can't keep the throttle taped across. Like, you know, I always tell it's like, have you ever like seen the ocean and it's like, it's all smooth and all smooth. Then the rogue wave with the cut on the Just back of it drops. Yep. Guess what? It's a half mile closer than you thought it was. Yeah. I Don't, mean, yeah. So even in a race, you have to, so some of this, and I think the problem is, is some of these guys like they're they're kind of trusting the roadbook too much, or they're they get comfortable turning their brains off, and they said if there's no dangers in the roadbook, yeah, how do you know you're on your roadbook? And here's where problems can, you know, or for sure, I want to get the best Instagram banger. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean competition's you know, high too. I've gone yeah, out a couple sure. times with with Jordy Villadomes building roadbooks with him, you know, or just kind of following him around yeah. basically and. He is super anal about getting all yeah, the Yeah, he dangers. has a real system. I mean, every single danger is marked. And he's like, hey, if I if I get lazy and miss a danger and one of these guys crashes, right. it's my fault. You know, it's not it's yeah. not their fault for crashing. I do, I, I'm on the other side of and that. I know. I, I am too. I'm <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you. I'm, I'm like, hey, well, don't be stupid, see, you know? But see, where he's used to making it, you know, it, it, where he's at in Spain and stuff like that. And then, and then also when they go to Morocco, there's so many less dangers. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I think this is why they've kind of come over here as well, because you train here and then the riding over there, even in Saudi and stuff, they say it's a little bit, it's not nearly as like, I, I, the, I, you've raced in Morocco, right? Yeah. So do you, did you ever feel you, you actually, you I've never, you I've never raced in Morocco. Never in there, but I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's like here, every other, like, thing is going to kill you. Yeah. We're there 99 out of a hundred don't kill you, but it's that one, one big one. Yeah. It's that you just get complacent. Cause it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. But here, if it was, if you saw that, if the road did that, yeah, it, you, like, you have to, you have to slow down. You have to check up there. It's like, if you check up, you lose time. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a different, I think I always want to say it's an older desert where the holes have filled in a little bit where our desert is still new and it's got more cut to it. And, uh, 
yeah, there's a lot of elevation in our desert and, and the water is always running. I think over there it's a little flatter and kind of more of a pooling more of kind right. of pulled so, up. And, so over there, if it's danger, it has to be marked because, yeah. <laughs> because you've just gone over 15 things that should have been danger. And there's one yeah. that is, and it, and, and that's just the one thing I know is the very first time I rode across there, I'm just like, why am I letting off? I just kept letting off. And then I wondered why I was so much faster than guys like Peter Hansel in Nevada, you know, <laughs> cause everything it, looks terrible. Cause, in cause every yeah. time he saw something, he's like rolling out of his throttle. I'm just like, <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> you know, but it's just a total, it's a total opposite. It was, it was different, you know? Yeah. So just what you're used to crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Another question from Asher Lido, 3801. Mm. He says, I'm having an issue where I, where if I stiffen my forks, I can ride harder, but my wrists hurt. And if I run soft, my wrists are fine. So he's talking about his fork setting. But I bought them out too much. What would the feasible solution be to this? Uh, Jesse? I think I know your Jesse? answer to this one. Jesse? Flex bars. Right. I, I would say the exact same thing. Fast coming flex bars. You Fast stiffen your suspension up to give you hold up, and you just you sure that's not the cold. Bars. Yeah, no, is that cold? That, no, is it's that not cold. Asking it's not cold. I I know flex bars would help out, but I don't have three hundred dollars to spare. Ooh, would a respring for my weight help? Depends. So I love helping people out, yeah. like especially that's when when they they just completely discounted the sponsor of mine. That is by far and away the best solution. How flex much bars. are how much is a respring going to cost you? Hundred and twenty bucks. You're happy. Well, there. I mean, if you buy springs and you know, Doing it yourself. In, but right, how, what are you going to get away with the bushings and seals and mm -hmm. somebody to do it? And you. they're going to want to valve it, and right, you know, and you're going to be nine hundred dollars. So, okay, so so what do you, what's uh, Jesse? What's your answer? You can't uh, use flex bars. What are you going to use? You can't use. Why can't you use flex bars? Because he he doesn't have three hundred dollars to spare. He's going to respring his forks for 200 I, I would tell this guy, first off, what bike are you riding? It's a DRZ yeah, right. 400, I'm okay. guessing. Like, he's asked a lot of questions before. Okay. But I know, well, so, actually, he came out here and raced. He came out to District 38 and raced a race on a DRZ 400 he'd never okay. ridden before. Okay. But anyway, so that might respect, be the bike. But, respect. But, yeah. yeah. So there's that's, that's a little bit of a clue to well, his, his setup. Well, I'll tell you what. The reason his wrist hurt is because he did that. And they've never recovered. Oh. <laughs> okay. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. And the suspension probably needs a service after that. Right. Sure. Yeah. There were some suspension questions previous to that, but like he wrote it between, I didn't get to this question and I was going to try to help him, but he's still, he's still running down this thing. I'd I, say, I, yes. I have the answer. Service it, put the right springs in it and run it. Set your sag. Right. Fork oil, fork oil height. Run. I, I'm going to say add some fork oil height because that's going to that's going to stiffen it up and increase the bottoming resistance, and that's the cheapest, easiest thing to do just to start with. Um, but yeah, spring for your weight would help. And uh, at yeah. at some point, like even if you went to flex bars, even if you didn't do those other things, if your forks aren't serviced and stuff, they're going to help on the initial bottom. But the bike's not going to work that good. Yeah, your chassis is going to start being unbalanced and poking around or. Yeah, lots deflecting of, off lots stuff. Of so to work on. Asher Lido. Uh, okay, Jan Grace. Uh, and uh, I have to confess that I pulled this off of uh, Jan Grace. Jan, Jan Grace. Uh, I pulled it off of the 
<laughs> Uh-oh. The, uh, the uh, Dakar Daily podcast uh, on, it was a comment that was left on your, on your show's On our podcast. YouTube channel. It says, hello. Hi. Oh. I don't know why you're always on my Facebook friend recommendations page, but I'm pretty sure we don't know each other. Because we're likable. Maybe we have some common interests or some kind of connection. Oh. <laughs> I tried real. to send you a friend invite, Jesse, hmm. but it failed. On Facebook. You can send me a friend invite. Let <laughs> us know the truth. In any case, I uh, wish you all the best. Is there a link I can click on and download something? That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was. There was. Wait, can we pull our profile out and see what see yeah, what we're working with? Yeah, but it was all here. writing. It was all writing that I wasn't familiar with. It would like might have been kanji or something, <laughs> some sort of Middle East scribing. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm usually but, pretty quick to you know to accept all friend requests and so, click on links people send me. Yeah. So Jan Grace, download. Thank you. I think any you, file you send me, I would generally download it because yeah. like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and uh, yeah. So yeah. I, Send me another one. It probably went to spam. <laughs> right. Well, I, I collected it for you there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Was it. On, it was on your on your page. But anyways, just want everybody to know that uh, Jesse is not actively uh, taking care of his emails and things like that. That's not new. Aaron Pizzazz says, any thoughts on the Tactica electric bike at Dakar this year? I saw a little preview of the... Dakar Future, I think they call it like their hydrogen mm. combo bike or not bikes, but vehicles. And, um, is that it? that really weird looking one? It's with the front. It's end just, that's no, like... there's, there's one that's normal looking. It just has this block. Looks like a BMW flat twin, but I think it's just batteries. Yeah. Well, I, can, I, can <laughs> down get, low. I can get down with that. Yeah. I mean, that's this the best is all about you to put the weight too. Absolutely. Out in front of your feet down low. As low as you want it <laughs> down there in front of your toes. I saw it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what those guys do. You know, we actually have a bit of a connection there. We have yeah. uh, another Campbell racing yeah. in a hydrogen Jamie, vehicle yeah. with Jamie. Yeah. Race Co USA. Right. I'm saying that right. Yep. Johnny Campbell's brother. Johnny Campbell's brother, Jamie's master fabricator. He's got invited to race on this team with a, I think it's a hydrogen it's like a, powered cell. Yeah. Uh, buggy. It's like a conglomerate of, I think, I want to say like all think, the car manufacturers like Honda. I think it's all the Japanese you know, car manufacturers. Toyota, yeah. A few other right. guys there, yep. you know, kind of Trump. building one car and trying this hybrid. They're trying to figure hydrogen. stuff out. I mean, I think, yeah. it's cool. And standardizing I, that I, system so they can the, all, all the you know, green, all the, all the anti-green people are just like poo-pooing all this stuff. And I, I just, I, I think it's cool when people are trying weird shit. And, and remember the Camion Belay? No, the, the no. truck that used to pick up all the it, it oh, yeah. used to go and pick up all the bikes. Yeah, yeah. oh, like, like all the, the broken little bikes. dump truck. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna just be picking all these things up. <laughs> oh, it's cool. gonna be it's it's just gonna be picking up all the the, 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 the these weird vehicles with all these different and they're I think they're on like a modified course. Yeah, yeah they're on a completely yeah, yeah, yeah. different course and it's yeah, like sure. thirty kilometer stages or something. Right. It's yep. really short. It's it's interesting to see them try and it's kind of cool when you put it in this weird environment where all of a sudden it becomes competition and yeah. they. You know they're really they're they're trying to make it work. Yeah. And and I mean, if once you know you can do it all you want in your skunk works and stuff, but until you take it out to somebody else's place and see what they're going to throw it at, and I think ASO is being very careful about this, especially being in like Saudi where it's like all gas. Yeah. And, oil. You know. Yeah. Yeah. D different different kind of things, but I I'm I'm interested to see it. I hope they do some good coverage with it just to learn. 
Yeah, just to get some highlights of the stuff that happens. They never get much play. It's more like hyped up before the race, and then it kind of disappears. I'll tell you what's going to happen. A guy on a Suron B is going to like, you know, like he's going to strap three batteries together (laughs) and beat all those guys. Yeah, he's going to be some crazy. He's probably going to be like a Canadian or Australian. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's going to pay the hundred thousand to the ASO. He's going to have four batteries and a backpack and he's going to go out and in a solar panel, beat all the Audi. I, I actually had, the cra- I had the crazy idea to go to, not to Dakar, but to, to your race, your, your race and the TKO. My and, race. And yeah, it's not uh, my race. Yeah, it is. It's Sean's race. Your race. I mean, okay. I am a legend at TKO now because right, I've we, raced it twice on electric bikes. So yeah, I guess it's my. I was just gonna go there because I think I could win that thing. And the electric in bike. the electric bike class, yeah. it's it's good. It's a great Tennessee knockout hard enduro. They have an E Moto class sponsored by ECR, which is Electric Cycle Rider. Tucker's website's great for electric motorcycle info. Actually, yeah, um, it's super cool. It's you run your own class, but then you get lumped into the main bike course for your final event. So uh-huh. you don't ride a neutered course, really. Yeah, yeah, you ride, ride a real, real course, um, but your qualifying is set up so that you're independent qualifying so that all of, like, only the best e-bike finishes get to go with the gas bikes, basically. But huh. you get tons of, again, like, it's about how much time you get on the track and how much fun you can have. So, and it's ridiculously fun doing hard enduro on an electric bike. As, I did Surons for two years in a row there. As promoters, were you worried somebody in a Suron was going to be able to go like kind of carry their bike through and like that light bike? And Yeah, they're not that light to carry necessarily. Like you can pick them up a little easier. Well, i watched but, dudes in Hawaii do some stuff that- Well, like, you're talking, now you're talking about Hawaiians who are like on another level of like- Crazy? Things that they yeah, shouldn't, yeah. people shouldn't do. They just do like it's normal. right. If Hawaiian regular race over there is like an extreme. Oh, I'm going to the IRC Enduro Fest this year. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's be the only race I ever took opening. all my clothes off <laughs> and laid on the ground <laughs> and, and then put my clothes back on and then almost won the thing overall. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You got this. So, yeah, I think, uh, uh, yeah, you should go race TKO on an electric bike. It's really cool. No, I retired last yeah. year. Your last chance. Something. I guess I'll beat you then. Uh, beta regrets says Gronk VBS suspension woes, $550 piston kit and $300 gasket kit oh. with no aftermarket options that I couldn't get all summer. Um, Parts. bike was down from early spring and repaired in September. Mm, what is $500 it? piston, like shock piston or no, no, uh, probably motors, motors, piston. engine piston. Uh, Cause he says suspension. Like, oh, suspend. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Two problems. I, I mean, $500 for a piston. Whatever that's it's getting there now. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's like, what is it, crazy? What does a KTM five hundred piston cost now? Three fifty, three seventy. Yeah, I don't know retail, but right. I mean, they're not cheap. Oh, like the OE one is up there too, because yeah. it's kind of they're hard to find even other yeah. ones. I mean, so. this is yeah, four stroke stuff, and and definitely you know, there's it's been hard to get parts and pistons from suppliers, especially like European brands. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, that is yeah, unfortunate. Stuff. Could have, um, he could have bought a KTM, though. He could have bought a KTM. He's thinking about it now. Um, Chris B says, any thoughts on the Battleborn Rally for May? All of the thoughts I described earlier about, about putting on a rally. I I had asked some questions, you know, about this one. What's a Battleborn this, Rally? Yeah, what's it's, is it's this some guys a Nevada, Nevada Rally? Some guys that are 
trying to put together a rally in Nevada. And um, they actually want to have a journalist class, Jesse. So like motorcycle rally motorcycle or like rally. all cars? Motorcycle rally. Just motorcycles. And um, I think they're going to, I don't think they understand, understand the scope of what their permitting will require. Oh, um, I they, see. That, that's just, is, I can put it no simpler than that. Um, so I don't yeah. have any thoughts until somebody explains to me. Uh, Mark Daniel says Quinn knows all about crashing in the Baja 1000 in the dark with no helicopter support at night. Yes. You do that too? Yeah. We've I have not know about yeah. this. <laughs> I haven't done that. Uh, yeah. I no. I mean, I was lucky enough to get picked up by some, some locals, some spectators in a Jeep that uh, I had a broken femur <laughs> and, uh, I mean, otherwise I, I would have been there till, till sunrise. Uh, but yeah, some locals picked me up, uh, completely borracho, loaded ah. me in the back of the Cherokee. Yeah. And, uh, one of them jumped on, jumped on the race bike and, uh, you know, got it, rode it down course. And so we, haunted days, right? This was a KTM. Oh, KTM. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I was in the back of this Jeep bouncing around my leg flopping, all over the place. And oh. we, I think it was maybe 15 miles out to the highway. And uh, the guy kept crashing on the bike. And <laughs> so <laughs> we, we finally got him. Bad. Yeah. Finally got him out to the highway. And then the cops stopped the guy. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? <laughs> Some local riding the, riding the KTM factory bike. Well, it's, and, it's uh, it wouldn't be the first time a factory race bike has been ripped off down in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and uh, that was a, that was a long night for sure. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, Baja versus Dakar. What about the booby traps? Does it even happen at Dakar? Not, I don't not think in, in not in my days. Saudi like, Arabia. I don't think there's enough spectators that are so out there really hitting it. Some of the guys were it. saying that it was getting a little sketchy in the dunes last year. Like like I remember Skyler in particular said that. Somehow, the, like the they people were lining up next to the cut, yeah, dunes. and it was, or they were just kind of like they'd they'd found out where the course was coming, like where it was finishing, yep, and they started going out there in their Land Cruisers. Oh, he was talking, yeah, he was talking about and, trucks out there, like yeah, driving trucks, like driving backwards on the course or and, crossing yeah. it or their buggies and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's and, right. I mean, in in South America, it was it was pretty good. Like in Argentina, it was really well controlled, but in, in Chile, it started to get a little crazy as it got open. Cause you can't really control like the big dunes and stuff. So it, I wouldn't say no one was making booby traps, but traffic and spectators a lot of times can be, can be scary, right? You don't want a car pulling out in front of you or, yeah. or coming backwards on the course. But this isn't like on the that. same level as Baja because Baja's and you know, pretty dense even, now. I mean, people say booby traps, right? But it's just really, it's just people it's, out there. You know, they're, they're trying to build a jump, right? right. They're yeah. trying to, they want to see some action. They're sitting there for, just for be, four or five just hours. Just because they think a, a telephone pole with a little bit of dirt piled in front of it. Yeah. Is, it's a jump. Is a jump. And you're going 90 miles an hour when you hit this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just a different perception. They've never seen anything. Well, back in our days, they never seen anything go 35 miles an hour down the road. So when it went 50, yeah. you know, that was, yeah. Oh, we'll make it go in the Big air. Deal. Uh, no, and I don't, I don't think in Mexico, they ever really had intention of, of hurting people. It was just they bad, bad execution. Show. They wanted to see a show and they built really bad jumps and I, bad I, ideas. Yeah, I know? totally agree. I mean, it was. I, I don't ever, I, I mean, I just saw some really horrible construction techniques. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember there was one in, uh, God, we went through some little village somewhere and it was kind of, you had to slow down and go through some fences and through this town. And there was a jump, a little, you know, 
eight inch high berm, but it had broken beer bottles sticking out of the top of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, that one was like, oh, that might have been a little sinister. Little sketchy, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you just blow right through it and yeah, whatever, but for sure. The, um, uh, yeah, so I don't remember any booby tries. Mostly people were just like, they never seen, they never seen that kind of stuff come through town sort of, or, yeah. you know, village, whatever it was. And the worst thing I had to worry about was like, when you would stop, they would want to, you know, peel your stickers off or put yeah. your hands in your pocket. Cause that's kind of what they do. That's right. just, that's just their uh, function of their, you know, economy, you know, it's like, it's like, and they knew from the race coming through, this comes once every three or four years, better get it while it's hot. Yeah. You know, so they're going to, they're going to kind of, kind of snatch and grab. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, I think everything's different now with social media and everybody's so connected that even, you know, now in Saudi, there's, they, they find out where the course is going to be and it's been there a few years now. So you're going to start seeing more and more spectators out on the course. Yeah. And in, I know in South America it became problematic because even the, like they'd have to get permits you know, yeah. with the, the mm. municipalities and you find out like the police, they, the police knew where to go station on the corners and they'd tell their friends and all of a sudden their friends would be out there. And, yep. yeah. and so then you, you know, if you, if you knew a guy and another guy knew a guy, maybe the map man might've known a guy and he talked to the guy, Hey, yeah. what do you got a map? Oh yeah, I got a map. And <laughs> they're giving away the course. Yeah. yeah so all yeah. of a sudden it's, it's here we, here we go. Map man. Um, uh, Jerry Bernardo, Kirk Caselli will be inducted into the hot shoe hall of fame class of 2024. So that's pretty cool. Well nice. deserved. Yeah, very cool. cool. Very awesome. And uh, let's see. I think that's uh, that's it for the question. Do have any other ones? Oh, Rally Navigator. You know that guy? Yeah. yeah. Navigator. Hey dudes. Hey dudes. That's that's all you got, Mike. That's, <laughs> hey that's, dudes. That's it. I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. He's got some good stuff coming up. We're gonna yeah. talk about it. Dakar Rally Daily episode when we give him a big blurb. But it's like a note. Uh, with a bunch Some of stuff to talk cool about. Cool stuff for promoters to distribute roadbooks digitally to oh, people. So he's, so he's got the the guys thing where they disappear. Yeah, and then they disappear. So your roadbooks so can't your road get book, ripped off. Yeah, yeah never, you can't steal never, them. You did that, yeah, yeah, I know. I, and a really good roadbook reader for, for a mobile you, device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good for me. Yeah, and yeah. if you have, you know, mobile devices, he's got an updated reader. Yeah, mine got really, really borrowed. Good. I extensively borrowed my roadbooks. <laughs> just don't leave them laying around haphazardly. Yeah, they just, you know, you let you let. I mean, I've still got old Barstow roadbooks floating around for sure, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine were on a mine were on a on a on a on a drive someplace that you know got exported. Really, Jay Snabbit, you know that guy? Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah. yeah. Export. Where's, where's uh? Where's uh? My He's Can Am, Can Am Electric. He's in Idaho. Yeah. I think he's working with Can Am. Well, he's doing some stuff with Can Am for sure. Yeah, I've seen him pop up. Yeah, on the he's a Dakar stuff. Rally Daily listener. Okay, he's probably trying to hear get some insights and stuff. So mm. I I would I would be amiss if I didn't um, ask you guys uh, your predictions because I know how much you guys listen to your show. I know how much you guys like. This making, is me slipping into pre race despair and yeah. depression. Yeah, well, don't worry. You have to get up really early. I just get up and listen to it later. Uh, I'm really not good at predicting this race. I think that's a safe assumption yeah. to say. Like, I'm not good at predicting. So, are you asking about winners? You asking about yeah, just just winners. Just, just let's go straight just, to just straight, straight to the top. Straight to the top, or what's going to happen and, on and, the way? And a couple things. I'll just help you help you out. So, so there's this new thing, this new super marathon stage, or whatever they 48 call it. hour chrono. Yeah, and 
and I'm not sure I, I, cause they always introduce something like, uh, and, and I'm not happy about, uh, bonus times just because I think it was implemented. I don't have a problem with bonus times, but it should not, you should not re-rack the finishing positions with bonus times. Like mm-hmm. if you, if your bonus time, if you finish third with your bonus time or if you finish third and then your bonus time brings you back to first, you should not start first the next day. Oh, I see what you're right. saying. You All absolutely, right. absolutely. The, you shouldn't I, I get hope a, they, I hope they realize that. And I hope they fix that. Have mm, you heard? I see. I, I heard they're going to change it the way it's delivered, like the, the amount of bonus the amount. and the, and the, I think they're going to change it uh, by stage too. Yeah. But Cause I heard, it, I, don't, I heard it was, I heard it was put on improper stages, like mm-hmm. yeah. on a dusty stage where yeah. you, it's too stupid. Yeah. But it, it requires navigation. And I, I, and when you talk about all these guys getting hurt, they're freaking hauling ass. They need to slow down and navigate. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're just chasing each other's tails and the guy in front suffers hugely. And this is why bonus time. I understand, understand it, but make the navigation more difficult. And then navigation plays a bigger part in the rally uh, to that. But um, so in this, this long stage, what are they? Tr- so they're, they're, they're going to have to neutralize at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. way, the way I understand it is they're going to basically you race until 4 PM and then they're going to have a series of bivouacs set up along the, along the route and whatever the next bivouac after four o'clock you come to, yep, you have to go in that one and spend the night and they're supposed to be what, six or eight bivouacs so they're i don't know how far apart they're gonna be and and this is the this is the big question is is it gonna be like is that your advantage of where you finish is where you start the next day and and you maybe have a 10 kilometer advantage on the guy who because you're gonna start at the same time like restart again right that's the question and then because it's one it's one stage one stage but it's over 48 hours and you're required to stop at four o'clock PM where or you stop on the course to after. Yeah. Yeah. Your time stops at four and then you advance to the next bivouac. So if it you're is, coming into the entrance of a bivouac at 4 PM, you just go you're right gonna in. Be like, you'll be stopping. But okay. if you just got past that, then you go all the way to the next one and stop. So there was a, there was a, there was a rally, the Egypt rally. And I don't know if it was Egypt rally or what, but it was in Egypt. It was this guy named Fanui that did a 48 hour stage where at 6 PM, you stopped and you slept there with your bike. There was nothing else. It was just yeah. like you and it was you slept in, where you. It was it was in a, a time of year where the temperature wasn't going to be a concern or anything like this. Yeah. But you, if you wanted to carry some stuff in your backpack to make your sleep a little bit easier, you could. Yeah, this you is- stopped and you weren't allowed to take off again until the till the next uh, morning at this thing. So this has been done before, mm-hmm. uh, but those are like those long you know marathon stages. But I, I also think is another thing that's a little. You know, in in my opinion, and of course I'm old and, you know, fucking walked uphill in the snow every day to school, whatever I did, I don't remember. But like, like make stages longer, 400 kilometer stage, you know, it's pretty long. Make them, make them six and 800 kilometers like they used to be. And, 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 and then you can't go all out because, you know, where are you going to eat? You know, you're going to eat at the end. And so, yeah. like, so, so the, it, 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 I mean, they're, that, they're a little bit more like, you know, kind of like, you know, 10K runs, not marathons or not yeah, 100 milers. You know, it's a, it's a commercial event, right? They, they're based on, on entry fees and sponsorships and stuff. And they have Television. 140 motorcycles, right? So you, 
you can make a 600 kilometer stage for the top 20 guys, but what about that other 110 guys in the back? They, 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 they ain't going to make it before dark and then perfect. they're going to be out there the best sweeping reels. all these guys. Yeah. The best highlight reels are the guys just completely suffering. They're not dying. They're suffering, you know, just, just getting, but you, you, you need to harden the fuck up. And if you're going to do Dakar, it's not, it's not like you're, you know, I have enough money. I want to go I, pay it. I totally agree. I, I mean, I say put them out on the second day and then be left with, well, that's, with 30 guys that are good. They, right. They used to have 300 and, motorcycles and by the fourth day, fifth day, there was 150. Yeah. I, I'm all for it, but yeah. I, I think they're worried that their entries are going to suffer, right? Because it's already su such an expensive event. Yeah. And a guy goes, spends his life savings to to sign up and race, and he goes out on the second day. And then it's like me racing a hard enduro, and like if I can't get past the first obstacle, and I paid you know a hundred bucks or one hundred fifty bucks, then I'm just like, well, shit, I'm not coming to this race again. But it costs a hundred thousand dollars. I think there's people lining up all day long to say they they did Dakar and they wanted to do Dakar and whatever. You you, you got to be a little bit more prepared than that. You can't just pay the entry fee and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm gonna now I'm gonna be in this elite club that finishes Dakar. You have to earn like earn yeah, that finish. You saw with all the Malimoto guys that lined up last year, right? With all the Americans. I mean, yeah, we lost a lot of good guys out there. I don't think how many of those guys were training with Jimmy Lewis. Uh, uh, Paul F. Paul and and Kyle. Kyle McCoy. Yep. Yeah, but and they went they went out injury wise. They were yep. they were they were fine. But the same thing. It's like you you got to ride within your means. And yeah. and even if it's a long day, you just got to prepare for it and be be I don't know, be ready for it. I I don't know. I'm just a hard ass. I guess I I like the chrono I, stage will be interesting though because you could gain a pretty good advantage if you just knock through a bivouac and you can advance a long ways to the next one, but I don't think it'll be very far. That's, that's the thing is, is, is where you stop. I mean, would you want to stop right? Would you want to get right past a, a yeah, I think you'd want to be right past one, right? right? You get to go to the next right one. Right past it. You get a yeah. 10 so kilometer like advantage, advantage in the morning. I, I, I'm still confused at how yeah. this works. And, and the worst thing about it is all of a sudden we come into some sort of roulette mechanism. Right. There's already enough of that in, in, yeah. yeah in yeah, that yeah, yeah. if you, if you have to open you know, you have to open, which means lead out on a stage where there's a bad map book. You get so screwed on this. For and, nothing, and, no and, talent, and, no it, it just, skill. It's just, it's it's just, just a, luck. It's just a map book that's kind of, that's not, that's not proper. This happened a couple of years ago. Just dumb so, luck. So we've seen a lot of this kind of stuff. And, 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 and it's, it's very rare these days that you see, although we've seen it this year, but they were on dusty stages from what I understand. It's very rare you, that you see um, someone win a stage and then open again and win the stage on time. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they didn't use bonus time to get right. the stage win back. They actually are opening and, and, uh, yeah, I don't, so, I almost think it's not really possible. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's super dusty. Yeah. They have mm. to, they need to, I think they need to make, uh, make the navigation tricky enough to where, you know, they, they pack up. I, I think they need to start in lines more. They need to start them all 10 at once. And, and they're, they're so against this and I don't know why, um, probably because every stage that I have ever won in my life has been when we start in the line, <laughs> start. you want to know what that means? I'm the best navigator, motherfucker. <laughs> I can navigate. And then when we have to race for that 10 kilometers, when we know the finishes inside, I can go fast too, but I can't go as fast as you and take risk my life for the whole time. It's like, I can navigate. And then when, when all of a sudden you decide you're faster than me and you want to go, go ahead and then you go the wrong way and I'll wait long enough to you can't see me and I'll go the right way. 
I, we need more of yeah. this, and it's great if you got a helicopter in the air because you get to see these games. Makes good TV, ASO. It's free advice. Go back to that. <laughs> All right. So, what's your prediction? Yeah, Jesse, are you Let's asking my race prediction yeah. first? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I think Toby Price is really mad that he wants those 47 seconds back last year, and I don't think yeah. there's anything that's gonna stop him from winning this race. Barring complete mechanical failure or an injury that is impossible to ride with, like a broken femur. Yeah, that guy will ride. Like if he has a broken arm, I'm not counting him out still. I think he can probably still win or a shoulder or. Yeah, I mean, you know, little things aren't going to bother him. He is the hardest dude there, in my opinion, by far. So Toby Price has my, you know, definite vote of confidence (laughs) until something happens to prove me wrong. He's always a favorite in my mind. And then, yeah, you know. It's a big race. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I said it in our, in our Dakar rally daily pre-show is, is my, I have two, I have two favorites and uh, I think it's, it's Ricky Brabeck and Toby Price. I think both of these guys are, are veterans and, you know, Ricky's now done enough Dakars. They both, they're both former winners. Um, I, I feel like Ricky's kind of in a good place right now. I think he's, I mean, Jimmy probably know better, but, um, I think he's, he's been pretty quiet and he's, he's doing a, I think he's doing the work without maybe a whole lot of, uh, noise, fanfare and noise and, yep. uh, dangerous, you know, so I, I think he's going to be dangerous he's be and dangerous. He's, he's probably pretty motivated after last year. I think he learned, uh, yeah. some stuff maybe again, you know, he's learned some hard lessons along the way. So I think this is his ninth um, race too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 like that crashing out last year. That was not common. That was sort of rare. Sure, um, for him to 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 have that, and it just shows these guys like the, like like you know the injury list kind of proves these guys are all pushing. They're all they're right pushing hard. hard. But in in Dak, all of a sudden it goes from you know it goes from being a five seven day race to fourteen, and then then there's this whole other thing that happens. A lot of stuff happens right in the beginning, and then you just get in the kind of this. You know, like this this pace, and I I I I really I believe Ricky is in the right place. I hope he's in the right place. I I'm I know he's done the work. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, there's no doubt that there's definitely some other guys. And this is this the the crazy thing is is that is that there's so many guys that are willing to just kind of hang it out. Because I remember when I was when I was racing, there was guys that could hang it out to a level that they could put themselves in an untouchable position. Yeah, and. And uh, they they they're they're and that's the way they rode. They're like, I can't win this thing on my speed or my navigation alone, but I can take some big ass chances and right. I can get it, get out there. And there's a little bit of that injury. Like I said, injuries are proving this that this is kind of a, mm-hmm. a tactic or a technique for some of these guys. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I hope it. I ho- I wish it. I hope it's tough. They say it's going to be the toughest one. I hope it's toughest one because I and I like to see that. And, yeah, um, it, it wasn't too long ago that we we would see guys get 45 minutes and, and just be out front and, and, you know, the race would be a little bit boring. Right. And then last year, you know, we're at 45 (laughs) seconds. Yeah. So crazy still they've done, I mean, as far as making it a show, you know, they've, they've done the things to to tighten it up, to, to turn it into a show. I just, I just, sometimes I, it's a little bit too much but of a show. You know, and I think if it was, if there were longer stages, if they were six and 800 kilometer stages, then you'd see some you'd gaps. see 45 minute gaps and you'd see guys losing. Yeah. You see the guys that are really good at just holding it together for that long of yeah. a yeah. long of a period. So yeah, maybe it's. Uh, that, and the guys say that too. It's like, yeah, it was a, you know, 180 kilometer stage. I knew I wasn't gonna be able to make any time. So I didn't even try. 
Yeah. You know, I just, I just held it together and stayed with the group. Oh, they, mm-hmm. I mean, didn't even try, but they pinned it. Yeah. Whole, well, you know what I mean? I they, didn't try to that's, get in front. They knew they weren't going to gain anything. So yeah. it wasn't worth taking a, a big risk. Right. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're pinning it for very quickly. Very, sh- very, their, <laughs> it's, their it's, idea of taking it yeah, easy, taking is, easy is, is a, is a whole, different level, whole different level. Yeah. It's so. crazy. Awesome. Well, anyways, uh, so everybody, thanks for uh, joining and watching us on the show tonight. It's awesome to have uh, such a big group on the on the Tech Talk Taco Wednesday um, with no tequila, unfortunately, yeah, Jesse. No tequila. I didn't have a lot of notice. Uh, okay. Um, Next time. So I'll Dakar know. Daily Podcast? Yeah. Search for it, Dakar Rally Daily. Anytime yeah. you get a podcast, is usually Apple Podcasts or Spotify or... Google yeah, go podcast. there and subscribe Just to it, it so you get the yeah. notifications and stuff. And then when and if these guys are off a little bit, they definitely need to leave it in the comments. And if, if and if you <laughs> roast me, if, roast if me in the if comments. They're, if they're bad information, just let me know and I'll I'll deliver it back to them. Um, it's uh, it's always no nice filter. to just just uh, rib my friends. Thanks yeah. uh, thanks a lot, Quinn. I thought we were gonna have a lot more KTM questions for you since you know you run the yeah. company and yeah, well you know <laughs> getting yeah. good. I, I'm uh, I'm all excited to go ride the 300 I have in the back of my truck, but Ooh, everybody's yeah. telling me the beta is better. But I don't yeah. listen to these kids anymore. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from as far as the kids. Like remember when there was something weird like a beta, which beta is yeah. not totally weird. Not anymore. They got a supercross race like team. God, but the 300 is the 300 KTM is so good. Have you ridden the SX? Oh, I've not ridden the SX. Oh my no, God. Uh, no, I think I only rode XC. Same thing. Yeah. Basically same the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. TBI, yeah. though. Yeah. Throttle body. Yeah. 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 So pretty cool. Yeah. Very um, cool bikes. Uh, Jesse, uh, thanks for letting us in here. You're welcome. Um, Anytime. All, all good. Uh, Tell, tell Sean he can buy dirt bike tests at any time. Trevor, I'll sell Trevor really cheap. He's, he's, way, he's way better than the other guy that puts bumps on your seat or whatever that guy is. Remember his name. So, uh, Corner Coach. Shout out to the Corner Coach. Corner Coach. CornerCoach.com, <laughs> Ryan Nitson. I'd like to thank the sponsors of this show. I have to call up my list again to make sure I don't forget any. But uh, it's Cycle always, News. Yeah, Cycle News. Cycle News. Just the, subscribe for free. Subscribe for free. Anything you get for free has got to be good, right? It's worth every penny. Okay. <laughs> um, cycle is weekly, weekly motorcycle news, racing results. So much stuff. Yeah. Bike tests. It's a lot of, of stuff. They're it's... almost as good as the ones we do in dirt bike test. Like, like the guy said, you know, informative. Again, Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Bulletproof Designs, and Double Take Mirrors. You know, the other thing we're going to do with uh, our Rooster Endo segment, so you just so you know to get your bikes in, we're going to do a Rooster Endo show. All we're going to do is show people's oh. bikes. We're probably going to do it at Taco Moto. We're going to have people bring some of their bikes. We might do some live live uh, bike critique. That's a great right idea. So I know I'm going to get punched in the face. You know, when I tell somebody what I think of their bike. <laughs> I think people, I think the people you piss off just leave and they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I should have punched the guy. I should have punched that guy. That <laughs> so was. Apologies to all the Canadians and Australians out there. I'll expect all the comments in the, in the morning back on the thing. We'll put them on the show next week. So with that, what we like to say at the end of the show is uh, we will see you out on the trail. Give a thumbs up and say cheers. Cheers. cheers and I, don't forget that I welded my bike with rebar. Oh, boy. <laughs> Now I got to remember how to turn this whole thing. <laughs> oh, shit. If you liked what you saw in this video, come check us out over at dirtbiketest.com on the webs. We have bike tests, product tests, a lot of fresh dirt, and you can even support us by clicking through our links. Hopefully, we'll see you out in the trail.